everybody to another episode of Movies on the Rocks. It is us, the thrilling threesome. Um, oh, no, sure. don't say that. No, <laughs> no, don't say the that. Moody boys. Moody, 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 boys. Moody. Moody boys. And today uh, we have a special guest star with us. Uh, someone who has uh, worked with uh, the likes of uh, of uh, Spielberg and George Lucas. Not really, but possibly. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe in the someday. future. Maybe someday. You never know. Uh, Derek, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce us to our guest today. We've gone all the way to the beginning with the people who know the most. The ones who, like, what what, what are those mythical beasts that have been around forever and they just know all the stuff in Cthulhu? Come on. Elephants? There you go. Why not? Elephants. <laughs> not what I was looking for, but that's fine. We've got my buddy, Eric. Eric Carpenter. How you doing, sir? Nice. Hello. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. A pleasure to meet you. Oh, Tomas and Goody, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I Derek. just met Derek, too. <laughs> I've never met him before until today. <laughs> nah, that's fine. Good you can omit me. That's all good. It's good time. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, no, you know, we, we usually we usually forget about Derek most of the time in the conversations either way. So oh, I just I just walk out. I just walk <laughs> off for like 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Eric, I'm glad you're here, man. I want to go into a little bit of your background, but why don't we start off? with what we're drinking so the 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 what is it the guest whatever master ceremonies whatever tell me what you're drinking dude <laughs> well if i'm the guest i'm definitely not the master of ceremonies uh but this is uh, a moscow mule this is my new favorite drink and um i'm gonna drink a few of these and hopefully make sense by the end of this uh podcast I'm down. I am excited to see uh, what <laughs> what sidetracks we go down as we drink more. <laughs> well, you know, it's like it, it, he can drink a lot of them, and it won't, it, I'm sure he'll get some clarity. I mean, have you guys ever seen uh, like, like Drunken Master with Jackie Chan? There like, you go. He got better. So, <laughs> and I know sometimes when I've gotten a little too saucy on these episodes, it's just a clarity just overtakes me. Profound thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do get passionate. A lot of I love mean, flows through me. <laughs> There's a lot of passion, yeah. fiery passion. So <laughs> it happens. It's, 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 it's happen. what alcoholics call, yes, a moment of clarity. You know what I mean? So uh, That's not, not the same thing that we're talking about. <laughs> <the same thing. laughs> On that wow. note, All right. um, Goody, what are you drinking, man? Uh, right now I am drinking the classic rum and coke uh, with the actually, I haven't had it in a while. It's the Mount Gay um, rum that I have. Uh, it's the pleasant, nice Bayesian rum, right? Again, I can never remember. Bayesian is the word for it for people from Barbados. And um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, again, it was what I picked up because I wanted a sipping rum. Not for sipping, um, but an excellent mixer. It always reminds me of the beach. So that's what I'm having. Is that is that a real thing? Is Bayesian really what that's called? Yeah, when yeah, you're from yeah, Barbados. Yeah. When you're from Barbados, you're called Bayesian. You're, you're, your nationality is Bayesian. You're a Bayesian. Okay, so... Oh, wow. um, I didn't know that. I have a friend who is Vietnamese um, who has a beautiful <laughs> baby boy who is half black, and we've always called him Bayesian, and I thought that that was what that meant. <laughs> I, I'm i not even going to get into this, so <laughs> I'm just going to slowly back I, away I, from it. Neither am I. I, okay. myself am, I myself am half black, and I'm choosing to step away from it as well. <laughs> so. yeah. Fair. You can, you can keep that one, Derek. You can leave yeah. me out the dry. How about Tomas? What are you drinking? Uh, as a, in common 
in 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 common with all my episodes recently because I've um since I'm in the middle of a move, I've literally boxed up all my liquor except for this one. Goody, can you take a guess at what I'm drinking tonight? Is it the comically large bottle of bullet bourbon? No, close though. It's the comically oh large bottle of Kraken. You Give know, it to me by the great Glom Gold. Flint I knew. Glom Gold. Gross. No. No, <laughs> it's so bad. You've had Kraken forever. I know, dude. I, but what are you drinking? Do Zima? You, I mean, uh, what the hell? <laughs> no. I decided <laughs> to go to the store and get, get myself and something new. Yes, bottles and yes. James. We thank so, you for your some, support. Some Rolling Rock. You have some Rolling Rock. Some old duels. <laughs> oh, yeah, <Old> duels. baby. <laughs> little, oh, natty, little Natty. Little Natty action, boy. <laughs> Maybe an ice house. <laughs> ice house. <laughs> okay. Go, go. At some go. point, you guys will finish, right? No. So, no. if you really want to go crazy, a little bit of Jack's beer, you know, because it ain't, there, there's bad beer. I'll be back, everyone. And then there's Jack's. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry, dude. Go ahead. Now I'm done. He's not sorry. So, I, I have a buddy, and he recommended that one of his favorite alcoholic beverages from Japan, which I'm always trying to get more about, is um, a plum wine, which I'd never had. Um, so I found a place that had plum wine. I bought a bottle. It's called uh, Kobai Plum Wine. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to drink that for the show and hopefully finish this whole bottle. Are we'll you see. enjoying it? Yeah, it's really, uh, it, it, it is not what I thought. It's not what I remember plums tasting like, but uh, it's good. <laughs> it's, is it yeah, sweet so- or is it dry? Very sweet. It's very, it's sweet. very sweet, very sweet, and it's really good. Like, I mean, it'll like if it. you're not if you're not smart if you're not I smart like with it, you can it can sneak up on you real yeah. quick. The yeah. best way that I can describe this is it's it's like um, it's like if you had a bunch of plum juice mixed with apple juice and made it alcoholic. Oh wow! All right. Super sweet. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Cool. That's awesome, dude. Well, good job, man. Good job. Nice picks, everybody, except for me, because I'm fucking basic right now. Um, but but as always, Goody, please uh, go ahead and give us a quick disclaimer. All right, everyone. Well, you know the drill. Um, the show is Movies on the Rocks. And as you can imagine, you can as, as we tell you, we're all having alcohol right now. We just told you. Uh, and we're enjoying alcoholic beverages. And if that's something that you're into, we invite you to join us in this journey into uh, uh, pickling our livers. Um, but as always, we ask you to do so in accordance to all the laws, rules, and regulations of your respective territories. If you're old enough to drink, uh, then, like I said, join us. And if you're not, then hold off, please, and uh, just enjoy the show for the uh, wacky, inebriated talk that's going to probably happen because uh, my drink is too smooth. So there okay. it is. <laughs> there it is. All yep. good. So now that we've gone through, you know, the legal matters of yeah. the show and, and the, uh, the pseudo advertising of uh, alcoholic beverages, uh, why don't we go ahead and take it away to the news desk? News. News of the day. News What's- of the day. The new old news two weeks from now. No, actually, by the way, I will be editing this this weekend. Yes, sir. I'm going to change it now that I have the, now that, excuse me, now that I have the basement I don't, and I, don't, I have I don't, my own I don't, little I don't, hovel. I don't, I don't, I don't believe you. Oh, no, no. First off, yeah. are you editing this out? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you should, you should have heard. I, I fixed it in way, post. 
No, we're not fixing it because that's why I love it, baby. No, FYI, in my new house, I have a basement. And in my office in the basement, which will be my, I will call the dungeon, it will be, there's a, I have a corner set up for a desk with the the editing stuff. So I'll, you know, the next day or the day after that, I'm going to be editing at least that weekend whenever we do it. So yeah. So goody, proceed. News of the day for today, February 11th, in the year of our Lord. 2021. All right. Anyway, first set of news. I've got my little, my little docket here. Um, actually it's big in the news, uh, in the, in the world of star Wars. I, I let you guys in a little bit on this. A couple of things, actually. Uh, one dealing with the star Wars, actually both of them do with the star Wars star. One of them directly with star Wars. Let me just get into it. Uh, first the, uh, the kind of interesting, good, positive news um, they announced that for the upcoming HBO Max adaptation of The Last of Us, uh, mm. you never heard of that game, the, the video game. Uh, they announced Wonderful that, game. Yeah, great game. Pedro Pascal uh, of Mandalorian fame, you know, Jin Jaren and all that. Din Jaren, rather. He is going to be playing the role of Joel. He's been cast in the role of Joel. Um, and the, cat, the role of Ellie is going to be played by... Uh, actually, I remember her name, but if you ever watched Game of Thrones, she was the young queen of uh, or lady of Bear Island. She's the one that, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, hopefully you have. But she's if, amazing. I don't know if you ever did. You guys see it? I want to make sure you. Have you guys watched it? So do you care nope. if I even review? I haven't this? seen it. Don't care. Well, no, you, awesome, I don't either. <laughs> okay. Well, in the awesome um, battle of um, the bastards. No, no. Uh, winter. What's Oh my God, Winterfell! Yeah, in the Battle of Winterfell, in like the next to last episode of the series, in the in the final season, uh, she's in like that hold off where they're fighting the big zombies, the you know the 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 whites and all of that, um, and one of them is a big zombie giant, and she actually kills a zombie giant as one of her last. Like he picks her up and crushes her, and as he's cr- looking at her really close, she like stabs him in the eye with the one thing that can kill those things, like a, a knife or a blade made with like obsidian or dragon glass, as they call it. It's obsidian. Um, and she kills it. She actually ends up killing a zombie giant as her, like, her last act before she dies, which is pretty heroic. Uh, she's badass. Um, and so hopefully she can also bring some of that badassery to Ellie, because if you know anything about that game, uh, well, the first one, less so, but in the second one, sweet, merciful crap. But um, that's a whole other thing. I, have, I, have, I haven't played Last of Us Part 2. Ooh, I haven't played Part 2. I haven't it is, part, part 1 was great. The, Amazing. The, the second one, was, the second one uh, is just, it's, it's a, whatever. Anyway, whatever. It's a type of violence and vengeance, but still, it looks like a very promising start. Um, but on the not-so-bright uh, news regarding Star Wars, which just came out, um, the uh, actress Gina Carano of... Um, Cara Dune fame, right? She was a just new marshal of the New Republic and all of that. Uh, has apparently been, not apparently, it's been confirmed. She's been fired from the series for controversial comments she's made uh, on Twitter and I think Instagram also. I don't really know yeah. the names of all these Instagram yeah, social yeah. media she, things. She made she made some like weird. She made some comments where she was comparing the 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 whole election to like Nazis in and Germany. It the was Holocaust, weird. Yeah. The Holocaust. Well, it was weird. Specifically, she said apparently she was making. She, her comment was that being a because apparently she leans more conservative. Being a Republican today, she said these are her words, not mine. Being a Republican today is akin to being a Jew during the Holocaust. She made that kind of um, mm. uh, sort of 
equation there. So uh, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> There's still, yeah. I don't yeah. to unpack. That, that other comment, yes. but it wasn't just that, but other comments no. that you've made in the past, that apparently was- it was one of those where since November, uh, insiders say that Disney been trying to, has been looking for a reason to get rid of her. And this was just finally the theme that was giving them enough. Yeah. Um, so she's out. She's out of the show. She's gone from the show. Whether or not her character's written out or if they're just going to recast her, I don't know. Uh, it seems like she could have, I mean, there was a, even though it was never confirmed, she was going to be in the new uh, series coming um, uh, with Marshals Rangers of the, Rangers of the New Rangers. Rangers or Marshals? Rangers. Rangers of the New Republic. Um, it always seemed that that kind of a show was like a perfect fit for what her character was like and what it did. So um, now, who knows what's going to happen with uh, the character of Cara Dune. I have a feeling that there's enough people out there where they can just like, they don't have to recast her. They can come up with a reason why, whatever. It's a big, it's a galaxy. It's an entire galaxy of planets. Like, yeah. And, 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 to, be, and to be honest with you, I'd rather have uh, Bill Burr be in that show than her. Cause he was, he's so much better than she is in that show. I mean, a hundred percent. Maybe they could have had both. Could have had both. Yeah. They probably would have had both, but you know what? I'm okay with just Bill Burr. You know, the thing that, the thing that kills me is, all of all of the um, like the the public speaking events or whatever that I saw that she did regarding Mandalorian and her playing her character and all of that, I thought she was a great character. I thought it was a great actress for that role. It was it was really solid. And it's funny how uh, you you come to like uh, celebrities for the works that they do, and then maybe you see what their personal perspectives are, and you're like, oh well, we're we have some differences in opinion and it's kind of blindsides you a little bit, you know, it's kind of like the whole thing. This is going to go like way off into the, the distance there. Like, Oh, way really? Off. Wouldn't be a motorized episode. No, no. But what I'm saying is kind of like the whole aspect of when everything came out with that paradise lost documentary about Michael Jackson's like, how do you, how do you mm. kind of, you know, put yourself in the aspect of liking his music when this is a, a definite possibility happening. Like, how do you how do you separate the two? How do you separate yeah. the artist from the person? Yeah, you know what the I mean. Artist, so the artist from the art, if you will. Yeah. Oh yes, the artist from the art. Yes. Sorry about go. that. So it's just it's it. That's one of those things, and that's one of the things with her where you 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 want to try to separate it, but I mean, she just yeah, she didn't. She was. I mean, does she not have somebody handling her social media? Like, for yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, people. Yeah, like, no one saw that and said, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's not, no. We're doing no. really good right here. Maybe we shouldn't rock You shouldn't the go boat. that far. You shouldn't go that far because, you know, most of your boss, by bosses are Jewish. No. It's possibly going to rub someone the wrong way. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe she doesn't. Maybe because, I mean, some of these celebrities are like, no, I'm going to be, I'm genuine. It's me, you know, yeah, and yeah. I'm connecting with the fan base. And if I have a, an assistant or a publicist or whatever that takes care of that, then it's not really being connected. And it's not like, okay, I liked her. She's been in a few things, but it's not like she's some mega superstar. Mm. You know what I mean? Like no. she can, she can handle her own social media. I think even mega superstars handle their own social media and it just, uh, you got know, away from her, I guess. I don't know. I guess. I mean, and then you also got to think, you know, like, did she, it, it, you know, the whole aspect of her being an MMA fighter, you know, they're, they're on a whole other planet in regards to what they want to do and how they want to speak out, you know? So it's, who knows, man, it's, it's, it's sad that you're going to, you know, someone who was doing well with the show and was giving her a lot of notoriety and 
she was probably going to be in that new show and probably be in uh, Boba Fett and probably be in, I mean, she was, she was going to be going for a while. And then you do stuff like that. It's people don't understand. I'm mean, not going to talk about, I don't want to get into free speech, but the aspect of you work for a company, mm-hmm. it's not the government. It's not the press. So when you work for a company, like if I was working for my company, you know, and I said shit like that and it got out, I wouldn't have a job either. So yeah, they're a private company. They can, they can, yeah, do they're they, private, they can do whatever they want, you know? So it's, yeah. But anyway, so was this, I'm probably about to say something controversial. If you guys don't mind, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I say, I say, I say something every week, come rivers, this is, everything. <laughs> this is probably the most controversial thing. I, I've only seen one episode of the Mandalorian. Number one. <laughs> so, <laughs> and suddenly he was ejected from the show. Oh, yeah, I know. Why? I'm kicking just, you out. Uh, <laughs> And I, I was so, I mean, I, I dug it, but I, I just haven't like been racing to get back to it, but I will watch it. I, I enjoyed it. So I don't even know anything about the character or how influential she is. I just know about all the controversy around her. So the question that I have is, is it really a big hit to the show to get rid of her? No. No, no, no it doesn't have to be. Recover. Yeah, she's, no, she was prominent for probably like two or three episodes. And then she was like featured briefly in two or three episodes and 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 that's the thing is that like the the way that it was the reason why it seems like it's a big deal is because she was like really popular like her people her character was like well liked by a lot of Mm -hmm. people so like Mm -hmm. that's probably what it's most like yes was she a lot of episodes no she was not in a lot of episodes but in the little bit she was in people really liked her yeah and people liked what her character could be like and it had like we were saying a lot of potential to branch out into other things they might do in that universe with that character yeah, and, and then the other thing with it was that, you know, like they did a lot. I mean, Star Wars was a lot of things for, um, you know, just in the sense of the, um, the diversity aspect of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, like women have a prominent role in the Star Wars universe. They're not just some, not just some crazy princess like, you know, like they, they were in the beginning. But then you have Mon Mothma, you have all these other people, like you have. Bo-Katan, you have Ahsoka, you have all these prominent female roles, and she was getting to be a prominent female in the Mandalorian universe. And well, so and I like that because um, I thought the same thing. Like there, there's not a whole lot of shows out there, and I'm sure that people will quote me a bunch of million one different shows where there's like prominent female, you know, characters. But WandaVision. WandaVision, there you go. There's one, right? But well, like, here we had this woman playing Cara Dune who she wasn't your stereotypical no. facade of like what you you what you would expect a, a female character lead is like it, it, for for example if we went back ten years a prominent female role is uh, what is it Megan Fox that was in uh, Transformers Transformers like beautifully shaped I you know Barbie doll type figure right like and, the sex appeal to a movie you're talking yeah, about. yeah. eye candy. Yeah. Eye candy entirely. Eye candy. Not to say that that's her only skill. Obviously no, not, not at all. Right. But but that's that's usually a big part of how they were picking you know female leads. And here we had Cara Dune, and I don't know, I forget her real name. I'm sorry, Gina Carano. Gina, Gina, Gina Carano comes in to play Cara Dune, and she's bigger. She's a wrestler, right? She she did she's MMA. WWE, MMA. No, she's, MMA. Yeah. So like we have she's, a she's, she's an MMA. She's an, she was an MMA champ. She, this is oh, somebody wow. who could legitimately beat all of our asses like into a pulp, right? And like here she's got this prominent role where she is both 
feminine and powerful, strong and independent and all these cool things. And I'm thinking like, cool, yeah, I'm down for it. I'll support this. Right. And then now it's not. I mean, the, the thing was, is that the, the thing was crazy is that, you know, she in the like in the last episode, spoilers, but in the last episode, she had this big ass gun that was like one of those heavy gunner, like ro- those, ro- those like rotation rotating guns that you would have two hands. And she just like blast people with it and it's like kind of like a gatling gun yeah it was like a gatling gun like gatling gun a two-hand with gatling lasers. gun and she's with lasers and it was crazy man but i mean she's one of those she, her character was one of those characters i could do that because her character was a what they called them drop troopers where they were basically airborne uh soldiers that would be dropped out from space and land behind enemy lines and just create absolute havoc well and then it was and, and she kind of described it in the post um uh, Return of the Jedi, whatever Death Star, Star Two world, she was basically a hit squad. Like mm-hmm. she was sent by the New Republic to take out Imperial targets. Yeah, and it wasn't like oh these guys are getting a tri- you know getting a trial or anything. Like she was pretty much, which is part of the reason why I think she kind of black ops. She kind of like left that because she didn't like that she was being used as a way of just taking out guys. Didn't seem all that uh, yeah noble. Yeah. So, yeah, I, have I mean, to catch up on the show, guys. Like, it's, I really wish I knew what you guys were talking about. There, there's, there are some, there are some, there are some crazy levels to the show that you are that you get surprised. Like in this season, the best performance I thought by any of the guest stars in the season was probably Bill Burr's performance in the in the show in the episode he was in. Amazing. He was in the first season, but in the second season, he just took it to a whole. I love that guy. I cannot sing oh. enough praise for him. And, and, and I think, like, with that show, the, the thing with that show is that they will have a character, an actor, an actress, will be in there for, like, one episode, and it'll be phenomenal. You're like, oh, my God, I want to see more of this person. You know? And that's what you, you get a lot of that. Like, Timothy Oliphant's Marshall character. Oh, my God, was phenomenal. Yes. He was cool. He was great. And so, who's to say who will beat Marshall's, or Marshall's The New Republic? Who knows? Could be. Rangers, dude. Rangers, sorry. I keep fucking up on that. My bad. My bad. Uh, nerd. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, what's next, Goody? I thought I was going to get hit by uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Fact Check. No, no. He's he's actually slobbering in the background. He's slavering at the mouth. Like, I have to put a muzzle on him. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next thing is, apparently, uh, what's been announced is uh, a... Remake of Face Off is apparently coming down the pike. <laughs> because that's Cage, what we needed. Is, is Nicholas Cage needed. in it? Please, God, tell me Nicholas no, Cage I is mean, reprising his role. All, well, all that they're really kind of announcing is that, you know, the director, which uh, the director apparently right now is Adam Wingard, which he is uh, Kong versus Godzilla. You may have heard of that movie coming out. Uh, <laughs> he directed that. He's been tapped to direct um, the Face Off remake. Apparently, not a sequel, but a remake, and it's going to be written by actually him. He's going to be writing that with his uh, with a guy named Simon Barrett, uh, which is apparently his frequent writing partner. So, um, I, I, well, actually, not even remake. They called it a reimagining, which I don't even know what that means because I feel like it's the a plot, reboot. It's well, yeah, okay, yes, it's, it's I can understand that. It's basically when they take the same premise, the same characters, and did an alternate universe. No, I know what that. Okay, entirely different outcome. I actually know what that means. I, I know the words. Okay, oh my god, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying is that what can you do with it? That's like, what are they going to do? Like, it's face off, but actually, I, I, I don't know. It's sort of like the, the premise itself is pretty basic, so they're just going to take their faces off. But now they're going to be easy. like, it's, it's uh, easier. A guy, than it's like a guy and girl thing. This. I don't know. Look, instead of Nicolas Cage into John Travolta, 
It's John Travolta into Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's awesome. They said this is in a gold mine, and that's what I brought. <laughs> This is this is like this is like you know I heard today you know Kevin Smith was talking about the sound of music because you know R.I.P. Christopher Plummer was dying and and I just thought he was talking about how when he was a kid he he would hear them sing Edelweiss and he thought his in his mind wandered and would hear Edelweiss and he was thinking of a <laughs> cop show and he's just like where are you taking him I'm taking him down to Edelweiss <laughs> <laughs> you know? was that yeah. like a club or something like yeah, I don't know. It was a Miami series, Anal Vice. Yes. <laughs> oh, good lord! We have gone to a whole other level here in the show. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> my last little bit, tidbit, and unless you guys want to throw something else out there, um, they uh, knew. Okay, so in the world of movie making, um, video game adaptations haven't had the best run. All right. Um, and I'm a fairly easy to please when it comes to movies. Um, but even I will admit, like, the only thing, they're basically the best you can hope for so far is like watchable. And I haven't even seen all of them. Like, I never saw the Assassin's Creed adaptation, which had not a thought. I mean, Evan Rachel Wood and uh, Michael Fassbender. Like, it was really good, actually. It was pretty good. Well, no one else seemed to think that, or the critics or whatever. Well, they're making um, the second part, so. Well, and I, I actually really enjoyed the Resident Evil ones. Um, Mostly because I like zombie crap, so that's probably just more like me, and I'm a big Resident Evil super fan or fanboy. But, um, but it's funny because everyone talks about like when these movies come out, the cast, the cast. Oh, it's never had a cast like this. Yeah, I mean, that's not exactly true. You've had accomplished or good, you know, people that I've seen as good actors in video game adaptations, and they haven't turned out great. You know, like everyone talks, you know, speaks volumes about like Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, or they could, but they're in the original Super Mario Brothers movie, which was not great. Um, but anyway, what I'm getting to is this Borderlands, the Borderlands movie that's being developed and they're actually announcing the cast and signing people on to it. Uh, a big one that came out today, uh, is Jack Black has actually joined the cast of Borderlands. If you guys know anything about that, it's a video game. It's a looter shooter type where it's, it's very, very strange, very, um, really, really funny, but like like gross out humor a lot. Like, I don't know how they're going to translate that to a film that people are going to be willing to watch. Um, really, really crazy, bright colors, all of that. But who they got signed on already. Kevin Hart, Kate Blanchett. Uh, wow. Like I said, um, Jamie Lee Curtis was signed on to it. And now um, Jack Black, who will be playing the character of Claptrap, which if you know anything about that game, he that's like the kind of like square robot looking guy with the arms that kind of, his mouth's off a lot, and uh, he's on a one like a unicycle type of thing, and uh, really funny character actually. Keats he can be, uh, so it's shaping up to be a pretty significant cast. And I don't know how serious to take this movie because uh, the games are not serious at all. <laughs> so I don't know all what we can pull off. All we can hope is that they do a better job than World of Warcraft movie did. <laughs> you know, I I didn't I never watched that one, but I don't know. Some people like. Took it as, right. like, well, as a fantasy film, it could work. It's just... Well, the, the, cast that, 
the other cast that they have that you just rang off. That's that's some deep credits there, man. You got Kate Blanchett in there. That's that's a list people that are yeah. popping up in Borderlands. So, uh, I mean, it has potential. I mean, yeah, it's got money too, but it's also got. <laughs> I think she's catching the, the check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you never know, <laughs> Next, it'll be you Samuel L. Jackson, right? Yeah, he'll fit in. He'll fit in. He'll fit in. You, if you want the nerds to flock to it, just hire him. It'll be fine. He's, he's in everything else. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but they just say Nick Fury as. as like, oh, yeah, Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, for real, for real. No, I mean, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have anything, but I just want to kind of ask you guys, did, did anybody watch WandaVision at all? I, I, can I, I, I did. I am not. I, also, too, can I preface, guys? I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge superhero movie fan. I, I, they drive me nuts. I watch all of them too. Like I always watch them. And I'm just angry. I'm absolutely angry every time I watch them. But WandaVision is is touching me, man. Like I like there's something <laughs> about it, man, that I'm like, I can't I can't step away from this one. This one's got me. So I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan. I did watch the last episode. Are you guys watching it as well? I'm getting well obviously yeah. Tomas isn't. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I I don't know if you're digging it. You are you guys? That's another thing. Hell yeah! No, no. Are you guys superhero guys? Oh yeah. Yes, big okay. time. Okay. So how do you feel about WandaVision? What's your, what is your takeaway so far? Well, okay, all right. I honestly like I was kind of the first two episodes, maybe even the, actually the first three episodes. I was not crazy about it, and mostly because the format of the shows that were mimicking, like I don't like I Love Lucy. I didn't like any of that. <laughs> So like that that that's already turned me off because I'm like oh my god it's super goofy I mean it's like the Brady Bunch esque sort of third episode well, you missed, I'm like you missed you missed uh, I Dream of Jeannie and yeah the Witch. Uh, yeah no <laughs> yeah. no no all that crap I'm like no no I, I, I'm not, it's all it's all one like monolithic bleh, for me so like I was not I wasn't crazy about the format was getting to me but it was getting better because I would be like waiting for those moments when the camera changed and the angle changed I'm like, oh my god here comes a, an actual like superhero MCU thing. I'm like, oh, good. And it goes back to being goofy. I'm like, oh, fuck, goofy. <laughs> but I'm liking it. But as we're getting closer to now, like the last episode, with the, that was just, I liked the backstory one when it showed them like getting to the the anomaly and Monica Rambeau yeah. coming out of it yeah, and all that. Yeah. So whenever they did that stuff, I was all over, all over. And then, of course, with the last episode in the kind of 80s sitcom full house thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, that's actually something I can actually like relate to a little bit so that actually appealed to me um even it's the format but then just with that mcu stuff i've got a theory i mean we've all probably got similar let's theories. go go theories baby are we it's doing it the- theory time <laughs> are we doing it it's uh, theory time the, the blood is pumping to the nether regions oh. if you want oh, to talk wait, about hold that. On. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just because you said that good i'm gonna play that song now uh, no, no, we I don't have rights for it. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah, don't actually do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm doing it. I'm doing no, it. No, for real. Don't. I, actually, no, we I'm doing it. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Hey! <laughs> we can't hear it because I'm talking over it. That's a, that's a very generic drum beat I'm hearing. No, I'm not kidding, man. Okay. Wow, dude. Fix that in post. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. All right. Anyway. The point of okay, oh. all right. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm kidding. Generic drum beat. Generic drum beat. <laughs> Generic drum beat. <laughs> I okay. love that. I love it's that okay. open source file of generic. I got, drum beat. I, got, I, got it, I got it off YouTube. <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, 
Here's my here's my theory. I'm sure everyone's got this something very similar, but here's my theory. So if you haven't seen this episode, uh, stop right Spoiler. now. I'm about to spoil it. Start hitting 30 seconds. 30 seconds. So you get the refill music. The point is this. Um, so she shows she's been talking about her brother, different episodes, different times, kind of like remembering her brother who was, you know, uh, Pietro Maximoff, right? Quicksilver, mm-hmm. speedster mm-hmm. character. Um, one of the couple speedsters that the Marvel Universe has, because like DC has like 1,200 of them. But he's a speedster character. And then at the end of the episode, big kind of like moment um, is like a doorbell rings. And then you see Vision, who's been her and Vision have been talking and like getting amped because Vision's figuring out what's happening. The control, he's, he's figuring something's going on. And he doesn't like what Wanda's doing, that these people seem to be controlled and, and all of that. And then she says, I didn't cause that. Right? She didn't cause that doorbell. She seems to be in control of everything. But then she says, I did not make that happen. Like the doorbell was not a distraction she was creating, opens the door, and lo and behold, who is it but Pietro Maximoff, Quicksilver. However, not from the MCU's version that you saw in Age of Ultron. Because he, he died, but the actor and version of him from the 20th century Fox X-Men films yes. that we saw in what? Days, Days of Future, Future Past, Pass, yes. Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, uh, uh, the one with Apocalypse. I don't remember that one. It's called Apocalypse. X Men Apocalypse. I don't know. Whatever. X-Men I think that's X-Men what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. X-Men yeah. Apocalypse. Yeah. So that guy, and so people flipped out because, like, holy crap, what does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. Here's the theory, Gwenny. Give me the. Here's what it is. Give me the goods. Give me the goods. This is the anomaly, right? She's apparently a super powerful character. She didn't cause this to happen, but. She, in a matter of speaking, wishes and misses her brother so much. She can't raise the dead. But I think what she has done has thin, if you will, quote unquote, thinned the veil between the mold in with in the multi betwixt the multiverse, right? Of the different universes. And she just pulled that Quicksilver into the MCU. And thus, this is the beginning. They're finally kind of, I mean, we know they're going to do it because of the, you know, the next Doctor Strange movie has multiverse in the name. But this is kind of like their way of doing it. And this is how they can actually usher in, maybe if they want to, actors and characters from the 20th Century Fox X-Men films and bring them in because the veil has been thinned and now the multiverse is a thing. And I'm just waiting for Cap- uh, for uh, Chris Evans to be uh, Hydra Captain America. That's all it is. There. We did it. So I, I think that's Hydra. a great theory. Yeah, I think that's a great theory because that's what I was thinking too. But the only difference is, and maybe this is because I don't know enough about, about the multiverse or about the, the the comic story arc, but I felt like she was lying about that. I felt like she was just saying, like, I'm not controlling these people, which I know that she's like a good guy, but like there's a part of me that's like, you know, he's obviously noticing that this is a very unethical behavior for a superhero or whatever. And I, I felt like she was just saying that to him to appease him. So I feel like there's a part of it that is deception, but I could be dead wrong. Or and But I do feel like you're right. That's what I was thinking. I think that she's pulling people from other... Uh, other uni- other parts I, of this multiverse. I think I think that the hex, as Darcy's calling it, the hex. I think that anomaly is gonna be like Goody said, the way for the multiverse to actually start coming together between the 20th Century Fox movies and the MCU movies. And I think what's gonna what's happening is that there's a reason that those are there. That that hex is there. I honestly don't think that it's her that she necessarily created it 
but I also don't think that it's not stronger because of her. I think because I think because she's in there, the power that she that she's she basically emanates from her body is literally the, the anomaly is feeding off of that and allowing her to do all that she needs to do in there. Because the next question you want to ask yourself is, how the hell is Vision alive? And yeah, he does he doesn't remember anything before Westview. He said in the last episode, he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember that becoming being an Avenger. He doesn't remember anything before Westview. Like he was like, who? In his words in the, in the show, he was like, "Who am I? What have I done?" You know. And that's what that was their fight at the end of the last episode. Is that he's trying to figure out what is happening. He's 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 going after her because of that because he's finally understanding that. Listen, something's not right here. Why can't I remember anything before Westview? Who are all these people that are around me? The next other question is, is that that's a Mind Stone on his head. So because she can destroy the Mind Stone, do you think that she can also create a Mind Stone? I think think what it is, is that because I don't think she can, she can't resurrect people. She can't bring people back. Like she was telling her sons, I can't bring the dog back or whatever. But um, Vision is not alive. He's a person, but he was not alive. He's a machine in the end, right? Mm-hmm. And so she, as we saw in the video, she got his body, got the little bits of him that were in that, whatever that room was. The she sword. gathered them together. Yeah. And in the sword compound, she got his body and she's remade reality and rebuilt him. Like she remade the little helicopter or she did that or the other, or, or she remade Monica Rambo's clothes, which stayed, if you remember, that was her uniform and it stayed. Yep. Um, and it, and, it, and it it was and it stayed in that 1970s 60s look after she got out, which leads me to believe maybe this is how they can bring Vision back. Maybe he can. Well, there's that there's that one part in the trailer, one of the the, the, the commercials for the teasers for it, which is very quick if you Blake you miss it, but it looks like it it's like a Vision approaching the border of the anomaly and like trying to push through it. It looks kind of like that. I mean that's that's an image I have in my mind. Yeah. And so maybe he can also persist. After that, I mean, as I love Paul Bettany, so I, I don't mind seeing more of him. I mean, and he's been everything. there since the beginning, dude. He's been there since the beginning. Yes, yeah, Jarvis so. as a, yeah. an Iron Man. So yeah. I like him, but yeah, maybe that's how he can also persist, just as the way Monica Rambeau's clothes were persisting, the red that were changed also persist after they've left. Um, but yeah, he's not, he's, he's a person, I believe, right? Right? He's a being, but he's not alive, depending on, you know, whatever you want to say, you know, he's a machine, is what I'm saying. So she can so, make that. There's a lot of theories flying around, both here and everywhere else in the world around this. And one of the theories that I heard that I thought was actually pretty, I don't know, reasonable, maybe. Um, Jarvis was modeled after, gosh, I've forgotten the character. Is it Jarvis? Jarvis? The butler. His dad's butler. His dad's butler. In the TV show, in the movie, yes. In the movie that we know, yes. But in the comics, no. Jarvis was not modeled after his butler. It was modeled after a superhero that died or was dying. And they downloaded, uh, Tony Stark downloaded his brainwaves into a machine to save them. And then that's how he created Jarvis. So the reason that Vision can experience human emotions is because he is, in fact, a copy of a human just digitalized and now made aware with the Mind Stone, right? And so where you say like he's... uh, through you know her own means or someone helping her, which I think is the case, someone is manipulating Vision or Wanda. I think to uh, bridge multiverses and perhaps um, perhaps pulling personalities from 
other visions maybe into her current vision. Cause right. The, the vision that we know from Avengers couldn't be backed up or anything like that. They, they failed separating the stone during the war. Right. So anyway, the, the big thing that worries me about WandaVision is um, it's starting to have undertones of the show shield from back in the day. I say back in the day, it's like what five or six years ago or something like that. Not when even, it started, but when it, when it ended, it was like what last year, last year, it ended last year. So I dropped that show after five seasons and it got boring <laughs> and I'm hoping they don't go down that same path. Well, well I mean, they have- look, look at it this way. There's, there's not nearly as many episodes. There's like, what, there's like three episodes left, four episodes left. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. So, so like, is it only I, one I, season? Yeah, well, as of right now. I thought it was limited series. I, that's what yes. I thought I remember reading. reading. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. it's it's a it's a limited series. I maybe Winter Soldier and Falcon may become like a second season kind of thing. Who knows? But for right now, all the Marvel shows are considered limited series because they're all tying into the movies and all that stuff. So who knows what's going to happen with that? Like it's that's that model. It's going to be like the movies, 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 and then series will bridge the movies, and then it, like like they're all. It's like just all part of this long form plan of theirs well, according to the timeline um, according to the timeline the, the wandavision takes place three weeks after endgame so wandavision is before spider-man far from home mm. spider-man far from home takes place eight months after endgame oh yeah like like gordon lou oh Woody, yeah little gordon lou actually. What, yeah no man no i wasn't doing that what's <laughs> the deep cut bro what is that <laughs> Sorry, God. but no, but yeah, but yeah, the um, no, but yeah, one division takes place three weeks after Endgame and Far From Home, so it's before Far From Home. So we'll see what happens. Uh, what, what, why is that relevant? Because no, the, the, when you're talking about the timelines and the, and yeah. all that kind of jazz, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when's well, Iron Fist coming in there? Not soon I enough. Want, I want Iron Fist. I want Finn Jones to be coming back. If it is it bad Hashtag that I also Finn want. Jones. If we get Iron Fist, is it bad that I also want Hong Kong Fooey? Can can I yeah, also have no, that? No, you can't. No. <laughs> yes, you can. No. Yes, you can. No. Wait. Yes. Hong Kong Fooey partnered with Howard the Duck. Oh my god. Oh my god. <gasps> winner. All day, winner. Right? Winner. Chicken dinner, baby. That's Take what note. I'm looking for guys. If like I don't care about superhero movies, but yet I watch them all. But beyond that. Um, I all I want is a Howard the Duck, uh, you know, reboot. That's what I want. Who cares about Face Off, man? Bring back Howard the Duck. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, and, and make sure he's con- he he continues to be voiced by Seth Green because yes, he is yes. amazing. <laughs> yes, bring him back. I'm down. <laughs> That's what I want. I will That's pay f- to see that immediately. <laughs> so, I have one. I this stand with that. This isn't uh, this isn't therapy hour and all, but if you've seen all of the uh, the movies, you must enjoy them at some level, right? <laughs> no. Okay, so I haven't seen them all. Let me let me let me back up. I haven't seen them all. There's a few that I haven't seen. I haven't seen all the Spider Mans. I haven't seen every Captain America because I I think that the Captain America ones are are the hardest for me to watch for some reason. I don't know why they're just horribly boring to me. I cannot explain okay. it. I'm so sorry. I know I've just met you two, and you probably <laughs> really like them. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, dude. I, I won't hate you. I'm kicking you off right now. Uh, but no, yes. No, <laughs> no, no. We no. lost him. We lost him. Oh, no, I can't hear you anymore, dude. Anyways, no, no, no. I get it. I get it. I mean, we could talk about that night and day. Yeah, I know. We, 
could, I literally could, we could write a dissertation back and forth about <laughs> why I hate them and why you guys think they're good. And then we'll find something in the middle, but I do appreciate the craft behind them. I'm not taking away. I think that these films are for the most part, wonderfully made, but I just am so like over the superhero shit, you know, like I'm just like <laughs> over it, man. Like it's just one after the other after the other. Well, but yet I'm watching WandaVision and I'm digging it. So you know, <laughs> there's also that that part too. Let's yeah. see what happens. Let's see what happens with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with you, man. Because oh, that's uh, I'm going to watch, watch it. it. No, I'm going to watch it. That's the thing about it. I saw the trailer and I'm like, you know what? I kind of dug WandaVision. I'm going to watch. It. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give it yeah. a shot. I saw the keep trailer. feeding yeah. the machine, man. Yeah, yeah baby. Man. Yes. That's the that thing. Means, like, you know that that means 2020 was pretty good for you because there was no hero superhero movies that came out, so. which was which was nice. But yet I find myself watching these TV shows. So <laughs> <laughs> they they got me, man. They got me by the nuts. <laughs> there's nothing I could do. But I, it's funny because there's a part of me that like loves to hate on them, but there are some that are good. Like I really liked. Uh, I know I'm kind of getting off into the weeds here, which we can recenter. That's what but we like do. I really we do all yeah. the time. I we did really just go, like, bro. Uh, yeah, I liked um, Infinity War. That's the one where everybody disappears at the end, right? That's Infinity War, not Endgame. Yes, yes, Infinity, Infinity War. Yeah. That I I was like so psyched that everyone was dying at the end that I was like, this is <laughs> this is what we needed. This is what we needed. This I is mean, what I needed. I mean, how yeah. very French Nouveau of you. I mean, you know what I'm saying, bro. I'm a filmmaker, bro. I went to film school. We'll talk more about it. I need, yes. I need shit to end dark. That's the yes. only way. That it's I'm like, happy. it's like, it's like. I don't know. Here, okay, this is really going off on a tangent here. But have you ever seen the old '90s uh, uh, suspense movie? Guido's you know we're going to talk about the Vanishing, not the one with Kiefer Sutherland, the actual original French one. No, I've only seen the one with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, <laughs> the French one? If you really want yeah. dark, the French one is dark. That's it? Well, yeah. I'm going to go find it now. I need, you know, <laughs> Derek, add I, it up. It's it's fucked up. <laughs> Those are the movies I love, which is weird because I'm like a generally very goofy, like, comp, like love to giggle guy. But like yeah, when it dude. comes to... Films, I need shit to be dark, man. <laughs> like for me to walk away and be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. There was a movie. I mean, we didn't remember the love this one. It's um this French movie called uh, Man Bites Dog. We had it on the server before. But that one, if you really want, if you want to watch a dark comedy, that one's good. He, um, we just put that one back on the server. It's a, it's a story of a hitman who has a documentary film crew with him while he kills people. It's hilarious, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't ever watch it, but I saw bits and pieces while I was in film school. We talked about it. <laughs> so that was one of the, the films that we talked about. So yeah, I know about Man Bites Dog, but I haven't actually watched it all the way through. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, love how anyways, oh. your favorite movie is where everyone dies, and quite literally, <laughs> the next one, we bring them all back. So, I know, and that's why I hated it. <laughs> why couldn't all the world's kid? heroes like, die? Why did, you know yeah, what? Why didn't they you keep know, them dead? They killed you know two though? people in that movie. <laughs> two! Well, wait, 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 wait. But here's the thing, here's the thing. You can still make that really dark, because if you saw from WandaVision, right, we saw all the chaos that happened when uh, the people blinked back into existence. Here we go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do go, it. Go deep, Goody. Go deep. Go. go what knuckles. about the people that blinked out in mid-flight of an airplane? <gasps> oh, they're no, gonna no, be still. They, a, 
What, no, what they they said, they, did they say no, they were they, caught and they had giant nets set up everywhere? No, no, no. They said they, said they, <laughs> they, they appeared on Earth. They didn't fall out. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? The Russos. The Russos. Oh, oh, the Russos did. I don't, <laughs> yes. I don't buy that. Oh, okay. I don't buy it. What about, buy it. What about the sounds children? Like a, that sounds like duct tape to me to that story. What, 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 what about uh, the like, fetuses? I don't know. They just end up back inside of the parents that came back. What? Right? Like, what? Yeah, but, what? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't I feel know. Really bloated right now. I yeah, don't but don't, don't don't they reappear where they left? So you had like a pop on the ground, like. He goes black. <laughs> oh my god! What about all oh the treat? I can't. Oh my god! It wasn't just sentient Holy things god. either. What about all the plants, all the birds, all the fish, all those whales? Half the blue whales went out. Suddenly, blue whales rolled up again. Like holy crap, guys! <laughs> no, I'm telling you. You know what? You know what? Gertie's right. I'm right. You know what? You're right, man. I love that movie now. <laughs> you convinced me. You convinced me. I love it. I'm just saying. They had. They had to keep it PG-13, Wait, 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 wait. What about? Had, oh, what no, about, no, I don't want, no, no more. No more. What about the guy who was, what about the guy who was, what about the the guys who were like in the middle of their suicide attempt and they're just falling off a building and they're like, oh my God. Just, well, if they're, the, if they're in the middle of it, then yeah. they're fine. I mean, there is. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, it'd just be it's like, like in Time Cop, that part in Time Cop, boom, boom, yes. and then reappear <laughs> and then they, they land on a taxi or something. I don't know. Did you, did you, Okay. <laughs> So I, I want to say something. Now that you mentioned Endgame, God, we're on such a tangent. It's amazing. I love it. Anyway, so there's a there's a there's a there's a video where they said that the Incredibles happened during Endgame. Like they're connected. No, no, we're not doing that. No, <laughs> have yeah. you seen no, it? No, no, no. Have you seen um, it? No, stop it. It's amazing. <laughs> no. I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna no, talk not. about it. Yes, I am. It's this. It's the scene with Frozone <laughs> where the helicopter where is my falls. super suit. Yes. But if the helicopter falls behind him, and if you watch the scene from Endgame with Nick Fury, dude, the helicopter's doing the exact same spin. It's called physics, bro. I understand that. Helicopters but I mean, when they fall and they do that, when you they, don't realize when they, how much they like, do, motion they reuse from film to film. I know. It's great. And so when they do a split screen of it, it's so amazing. Yeah, that, that doesn't prove it. anything. It's called physics. Like, I know. That's the way they're moving. Okay, okay, you know what? Look, it's, like I, the, it's like the I Zoom love, cat. It's amazing. I love how much the people... Like us that love these films, just, just look for meaning in every minor little fucking thing. Like, like the old thing. <laughs> and, there's, and then there's me who just looks to hate on everything. It's like the person who decided, hey, the old lady from uh, the Pixar movie Brave is Boo from Monsters, Inc. I don't know. Is that true? You never know. I think those are, I don't want to go down this road either, but I do want to agree <laughs> we, with you. We're down, baby. We're down. Yeah, I think that those, the, the Pixar, like the, those anime, I think they are congealed somehow those are all multi-universe i do agree with that i do not buy the the whole <laughs> marvel multiverse thing uh, i'm not getting behind with, with frozone you know, we don't we <laughs> have a world of fury and frozen no no, no. it's with no. with pixar it's got to be an unspoken thing they just google it themselves and they're like what do people think happened all right let's just not mess that up <laughs> yeah let's just keep rolling you know uh, anyway. okay so uh, all right so, wait, do you have more news one last little bit and then since we're on the topic of marvel uh so black widow um it's good it's given a, obviously a may release date but bob chapik has already and, uh, and disney has already said as of like i think yesterday 
or today that, yeah, it's given um, a May, I think it's May 7th is the release date they've given for it, uh, for a theatrical release. Um, and he pretty much said that considering how, and the, the question was, well, are you going to do a thing where it's like a, uh, what they were, Mul- like Premier Access, Mulan and all that, whether they with Mulan, and he goes, well, Mulan did well enough on Disney Plus that we will consider, we're going to be, we, we're going to do the same thing with, um, is Raya. it Raya or Raya? I don't know how she says it. No, it's, it's Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do the same thing with that. However, they're still going to go for a full on theatrical release for Black Widow. However, he, but they did say though that if need be, they can still push it back another year and they're still good with that. So it could be pushed until 2022 if things aren't improving for theaters, you know, in the world. And the reason, and the reason I think that they're going to probably might do that is that they have all those shows coming out this year. They have this show, WandaVision. They have, uh, uh, went, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and they have Loki still. You know, I mean, those, they have those shows coming up. And I mean, and Black Widow's a prequel. I mean, to be honest with you, it's a prequel and it's going to be probably a way for Florence. The, the, the rumors are that Florence Pugh, who who plays her sister in the movie is gonna probably take over as Black Widow at the end of the movie. Like that'll be the stinger, supposedly. Well, so what, I, I, go ahead. With the premiere releases, sorry, this what you were saying. I didn't, I didn't watch Mulan like on Disney Plus. Was it, was it just like same day release like they're doing with like HBO Max with Judas and the Black Messiah and stuff like that, or is it just like you have, you don't have to pay for it, right? No, you have to pay like thirty dollars for the premiere. Oh, access. you do have to pay for it. Okay, but and, oh, but wow. it was only it's only for what like the first sixty days or something or thirty days. What was it? Sixty days, right? Yeah, I, I remember it, whenever it came out, and then like if if you didn't if you waited until December, then it was part of your regular Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. You had to wait, like, oh, so two if months. you want to watch it soon, then you or watch it when it first came out, you have to pay the thirty bucks. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But then once you pay once you paid the thirty bucks, you you were able to watch it however many times you wanted to. Oh wow! So people were actually paying for that. They're saying like that's oh, worth, no, no, that's yeah. a model that's it working. Made, it made it made a lot of money. Like it made the movie made probably what like two hundred two hundred million two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. Wow, Mulan! Dang, dude! Wow, it, made, it, makes, just, it makes quite a bit of money. And, and and the way they look at it is that like if you look at it this way, it's still a great deal because if we're all stuck at home, if you, if you ever go to a movie, paying thirty dollars, oh, you make a little. You make a watch party, and you can have the fifty dollars just pays for itself, like really fast. Yeah, that's a, especially if you have kids, and your kids are going to watch it fourteen times. That's that's a great deal, you know. That makes sense. But I didn't, I wasn't sure because I had heard, and I wasn't. I was like, I don't know if I believe this <laughs> that they were charging for that. But then I, you know, I was jumped on Disney Plus the other day, and I saw Mulan was there, and I didn't have to pay for it. So it's early release stuff. Sorry, I just needed to be clear on that. <laughs> I'm into the business <laughs> end of this stuff as well. So, yeah, okay, I'm with it. <laughs> All right, oh, cool. So, um, Goody, you got anything else? Um, no, no, no. I think uh, I was going to say something else about – no, I'm good. All right, cool. So what we're going to do now, guys, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, go into the refill portion of our episode. Um, go take a leak. Take a piss, as they say. Shake or, the dew off the lily. Exactly. Or go see a man about a dog. All right. So uh, we'll see you guys again in 30 seconds.
right, now we are back from our refill. Hopefully, everybody was able to drain the lizard, as they say. Uh, okay. uh, yeah. All right. So, anyways, but um, we're gonna be we're back, and once again, I wanted to be sure. Um, was there did anybody change their drinks? Uh, switch off to a different label? No, mm. sir. Just refills, man. Just a Just refill. Just refill. Just a Perfect. refill. Just a refill. Nice. That's what I like to hear. You know, because everybody's got 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 to keep going and going strong, baby. Going strong. All right. So rock anyway, hard. Rock hard. <laughs> All right. So I mean, like, like rock music, like rock hard. What do you? Yeah. Sure. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. We talked about anal vice, so I don't know. So, <laughs> anyways, Derek, if you don't mind, go ahead. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about Eric for a little bit. You know, yeah. he's our guest star today. If you can go ahead and just give us a a little factoid about him, you know what I mean. So, did you know that this guy's name is Eric? That's it. That's all I got, dude. That's fucking deep, bro. <laughs> no, we so, just yeah, um, I tried to tell you guys this before. <laughs> this is like. That's like that's like gerbil and like Richard Gear Deep, you know what I'm saying? George wow! Jones. Oh my god! <laughs> wow! Okay, so back to the topic. <laughs> um, Eric and I have been friends for gosh a number of years now. We've met through a mutual friend. I am happy to know this guy, and I accidentally dialed him asking him for sprinkler help a couple weeks ago. Then um, he's not the guy I meant to call, but. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, I know this guy who's got this huge like uh, film background and, and knows all this film stuff. I should bring him on the show. And thus, we have Eric before us. So what's up, man? What's going on? <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy to be you here. suffered I, through I, the first hour of this. Yeah, yeah. Again, happy to be here. And I do have a, a film background, guys, and especially for Tomas and Getty. I, uh, I went to uh, film school. Uh, I have been a massive fan of, of cinema my entire life. Um, did really well at film school. Out of film school, I, I was able to do some work um, on many different things. I did the, I, countless amounts of uh, hours of, of filmmaking in Houston, especially. And then outside of that, I was able to work for ESPN and NFL Films. And then uh, right now, too, especially, I am uh, working on a feature-length film. I'm editing a feature-length film for one of my one of my really good friends. Are you guys hearing my dogs in the background, by the way? Yeah, well, we're good. Somebody's killing your dogs. It's okay. <laughs> it's You're so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, dude. You're good. You're good. It's like, at least, at least there's no dildo in your background like the BBC report. No, oh, no. We're not dealing with that. <laughs> It's just so, dude, tell me about tell me about the okay because you just glazed over the ESPN show that you did. Tell me yeah, about this so, again. So, I got uh, to work. I did a, a a project for ESPN and NFL Films, and it was a project with me filming these two guys that went to every single NFL football stadium in a 1957 VW bus in one season. So, I got to film them going to every single stadium. In 15 weeks, we did it in 15 weeks, and um, it was aired. It was it, it was aired on uh, NFL Presents. It's called the episode's called Memories. It's uh, episode 22 in 2013, I believe. Um, Dude, so that was one awesome. of the greatest, coolest things that I got to do um, as far as film work is concerned, as far as the actual job and traveling and stuff. So that was really, really great. It was awesome to go to every. I'm a big football fan too, as it is. Um, so job. I got to do that and, um, also got to see a football game at every single stadium, which is really cool too. So. Dude, that's like, that's like a major bucket list kind of shit, dude. For real. Yeah, like, like, like no joke. Like no yeah. joke. 
So I got is that really lucky. Would would you could you consider that project your like your your favorite project you've worked on, or is there another one that no. is like the crown jewel that no, no one knows about? No. <laughs> well, um, I, I've worked on a lot of things. I don't think it's the favorite my favorite project that I've got to work on because I'm I'm an, I'm really into narrative filmmaking over documentary, and that was a documentary film, and um, so I think that there's quite a few. Um, projects that I've done that I've worked on that I was really happy and proud to do. But I think what I'm doing now, uh, able to, to edit, um, a good buddy. I'm going to plug him real quick here. His name is, uh, Charles Astudo. He's just finished. Um, well not just finished, but finished filming his feature film, his first feature film. Um, and it's in the editing process and he luckily, and I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to be the person that's cutting it for him. Um, so I'm going to be, I'm cutting this film and I think that this is going to definitely overtake as the favorite project to work on, to, to work on someone's first feature. First of all, it's a huge, uh, not only am I honored, but that's a big undertaking because I want to do my best and it's going to go through festival circuits. So, uh, we want to do a good job there. And, um, I was lucky enough for him to, to ask me to do it. So, um, that's probably going to be, that's probably what I'd say is going to be the best project, but it's not done yet. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. so, 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 so is, is there anything you can tell us about the movie? Like what it's about? Or you, yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a snippet. Right so it's, it's, it takes place in New York city. Um, and it was filmed in New York city as well. Um, and it's about a, a guy that is, uh, dealing with the after effects of his cousin, who is a mobster, um, murdering someone in front of him pretty much. And it's him dealing with the PTSD of it and trying to keep his mouth quiet or trying to keep his mouth shut in regards to people asking him questions about it and being loyal to the family, but at the same time having like inner turmoil about it. That is a very small bit of scratch of the surface of it. Um, it's a lot deeper and a lot more unique and twisted and, and interesting than that. But, uh, that's, that's kind of a little brief rundown that I can give you, but it is, uh, I'm super proud to be able to know someone who's finished their first feature. Cause that's one thing that I would, I would love to make my own first, my first feature one day too. So <laughs> I'm glad to be a part of it. Um, so, so not to ask, you know, anyone in the film industry to give me a timeline that's at all accurate in the middle of COVID, but are we expecting in the next year, two years, where, where are well, we at? I think the I think the goal was to try to make this festival circuit. So he's looking for I think a, a real uh, I think he wants to do you know like Tribeca is a big deal to him in New York. Um, so I think that's a goal, but I don't know if that if we're, that's attainable or not because of all of the uh, the, the things with uh, COVID and time getting in the way and all that good stuff. So I don't know. Uh, there's a, quite a ways to go, but I think by next festival, I know by next festival circuit we're good. But this one, I'm not sure. So I don't, I can't, you're right. I can't give you a date. So we're pulling <laughs> you away from back. cutting this film. You're a real jerk. From, yes, yes. And you're real and jerk. And we're the reason that it's going to be late. <laughs> well, you I'm heard it actually, first. And, and, and uh, just to, <laughs> It's not, not going to make it to Cannes. Just to, just to, just to. Because of you three. <laughs> yeah, it's our fault. And also, because obviously I'm a huge noob. Um, when you say this festival circus, about when is that? I have no idea when that is. No, is that March? Is that sound like a Yeah, yeah, it's thing, like or? a March. It's the spring air. I and mean, that's another thing too. Like, I don't know what the festival circuit this year means. So like, I don't know with all the COVID restrictions, but it's usually like spring. So March into, you know, April, May. But like, I don't 
who knows? You know, at this nobody point, knows apparently. Uh, yeah, 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 I mean, I mean, yeah. does it does it doesn't can run into the summer? Like, yeah, cans, some of them, think, so this I think it's usually typically um, spring into summer and it stops there, but um, usually it's done in the summer. Because a lot of times they'll do, like, I don't know if you guys knew this, but a lot of filmmaking uh, does end up shutting down a lot of time in the summer, depending on what you're trying to film. Um, so um, they'll, they'll have a lot of their, you know, especially actors and stuff, they'll, they'll, do their, they'll do their festival circuits. They'll go and visit each one in the summer, too, so, or in the spring to summer. So. Yeah, and then, like I know, like, like like Sundance, the whole thing with Sundance is that that's early. That's usually Sundance. I've always seen has been early on because they they want to keep that whole snowy aspect of Colorado mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, yeah, so that's going to be yeah, more so your that, February, March. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Where it's still cold, there's still snow, all that stuff. Yep, yep. Okay, but, uh, all right, all right. Yep. So who, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Goody's not buying it, but I'm digging it. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea, so I'm totally. He could be totally lying to me. I, I believe him. Like, I don't know. Actually, everything I just said was a complete lie. So yeah. <laughs> all the festivals are in December. Like, yeah. Merry Christmas! <laughs> I just really like to watch movies. That's just it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and then they're all they're run by they're all run by somebody named Der Burgermeister. That's all they're known yeah. by. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I totally buy. It, I believe it because that, no, that's awesome. I'm I, fucking with you, Andy. I love yeah, you. No, no, I love I'm, you not, I'm, I'm not making it up. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I know quite a bit. I, I love watching movies. I'm really excited to be here and talk to you guys about this movie, and I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about it. And I might take it to some places that you weren't expecting, or um, I might take it to exactly where you're expecting. So I'm excited. Well, <laughs> well in, in that in that in that aspect, why don't we go ahead and just start off with the motion picture? I'm going to give a a few basic facts and you know go through the synopsis synopsis since it is you know my choice you know what i'm saying synopsis 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 and and a kraken has worked its magic have you guys seen those those memes where the 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 people are like can you get pregnant from sitting on a toilet seat (laughs) forgot i love those yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, I so, love so the motion picture. So, uh, you'll love it. Let's love it. So, the motion picture we're talking about today, of course, is the 70s Martin Scorsese classic, quote unquote classic. Uh, <laughs> by- <laughs> Way to set the tone. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So, the classic motion picture known as Taxi Driver, starring, of course, the, the the legendary actor known as Robert De Niro, but it no also Bobby Bobby D. He's Bobby D. Bobby D. Know what I'm saying? Bobby D. Um, uh, but it also stars a, a very a, a young Jodie Foster. It stars a young Sybil Shepherd, uh, which I will have to say that I am absolutely in love with young Sybil Shepherd. She's beautiful. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, oh my beautiful. God. <laughs> and then you have, of course, oh, I didn't realize Albert Brooks was in this movie. That was totally surprising. I was like, what, field, what was right? his name? Yeah, what was his name? In, what, was the, what was the dad's name? Oh, in the- Marlon. 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 Every time I heard him talk, I kept hearing Marlon. like, tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. Are you funny? Because you're a clownfish. You're a joke. Tell me a joke. I kept, I kept hearing that in my head. And, of course, you know, we had also, um, you know, the great, late, great Peter Boyle. Was in the movie as Wizard. Good old Peter um, 
You know what I'm saying? Like there was there was a few uh, people. Harvey Keitel, you also, Harvey Keitel yeah, also. And you also had a Scorsese cameo as well. Yeah, and of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah Scorsese. Yeah. So so I mean, you you had this movie which came out in 1976. So it was uh you know it 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 had the whole like post Vietnam kind of thing kicking with it too, because you could tell that in and we'll go into this I guess, but I just I got this feeling about Travis Bickle that he was either suffering from some PTSD from being in the Vietnam and all that kind of jazz. So I want to go ahead because Eric is our guest today. And I know that Goody's going to absolutely shit on this fucking movie. I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear Eric's comments because I'm sure Goody has basically a notepad full of so, why the fuck is this movie rated 97% on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> so we're starting off with the cultured. We're going with the expert, and I'm, I'm going to be like, man on the street. Oh, <laughs> he needs more guns. What the fuck is he's, this? Is this a superhero movie? Is it, what was it? Goody's going to be Tom the Plumber. That's what he's going to be. He's going to be, gonna, you know. I'm, I'm going to be like, this is New York. We're the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, How Eric, just, what are ahead, your thoughts, Eric. man? Talk tell me what, oh, what's going I, on. Well, I'm going to tell you this up front. I think that we're probably, um, I think uh, Goody and me are probably on the same page or close to it because the first time, and I, I Derek actually called me to talk to me about these are this brave thing. words. Yeah, when <laughs> I, when when I was in the middle of watching it, okay, because I hadn't watched, I haven't seen this movie probably in uh, since I was twenty. So we're looking at seventeen plus years. Okay, so it's been a long time since I've seen this film, and I was like, I better go rewatch it to be sure I'm on my p's and q's. And when Derek called me, he said something to me. Because uh, he could tell in my voice that I was like, "Yeah, I'm watching Taxi Driver, man," and this is just not what I remember. <laughs> he's like, he said, "He goes, you look at things when you're younger, I guess, with rose-colored glasses." Do you remember that's what you said to me on the phone? Yep. And I was like, "I think that's what was happening, or what has happened is that I am older and wiser, and I may be able to uh, understand." I also am from. The Northeast, I was lived there till I was 24 years old. I lived in Jersey, so I have a better understanding of like how things work there. So um, watching it at this point in my life, I realized to myself that I don't know if I really like this film. <laughs> so like, I'm not, I, I just <laughs> from it. like, I don't know. Like, I remember thinking that this movie, especially when I first, like when I was a young lad, I just thought this movie was so awesome. And watching it now, um, I don't think it's like a piece of shit. I'm not saying that. And I don't think that, I think that, you know, you've got some amazing people involved with it, with Bobby D and with Martin Scorsese. But there's some things about this film just besides the film itself, which we'll get into and I'm sure we'll talk about. But there's pacing problems in it to me. Like uh, we're talking about it from a technical end. There's pacing problems. And there's something about this film that when I walked away from it, I was like, this movie is just seems different than every other Scorsese movie. And to me, not in a good way. So, so like, there's, there's just something about this one that doesn't make sense to me. So I did some research. <laughs> I started like looking into it and I was like, why is this film? I so love this. What is there something <laughs> about this movie? What is it about this movie that's taking me to a place that's angering me? So I looked into like the filmmakers behind it. Who else was behind this film? And I realized something. And this is also just the, the technical side of in the, the cinephile in me. I realized that this movie, he only made two other films after this movie without the editor that he's used for the last 30 years. 
Okay. So since the 80s, he's used the same editor, and it's this woman named Thelma Schoenmacher. And if you're into filmmaking, which I am, and you are an editor, which I am, you this woman is fantastic. Okay, she's made she's had a part of every single one of, of his films. And Taxi Driver isn't one of them. <laughs> so I was like, something has <laughs> happened here. I'm like, this has a lot to do with why this looks different and why this feels different and why this is paced different. Just from the technical side of it, I did not, it, it, to me, it falls short, especially up against his other films. But then the story in itself, which I'd like to have a dialogue about this with you guys. I don't want to just keep talking. The story itself. <laughs> Take your time. We were going to all do the same. That's, that's yeah, the whole yeah. point. That's the whole point. Okay. Do it, bro. Just, is... just take a big dump. Big, okay, hot, steaming shit. Okay, well, it's, it's about okay. to happen. This, this okay. is a safe space. It's a safe space. So, okay, good, good. There is stuff going on in this film that doesn't make sense to me. And one of the things that doesn't make sense to me, okay, I get that he's obviously got some sort of PTSD or something going on from his experience in the war. Uh, maybe he's just an awkward person. Maybe he's been a psychopath his whole life, and now he's in this point where he's in the city and he feels alienated because he hates where he lives. He's super racist. <laughs> and he also yep. and and he also, um, I believe, and this is just my own my own perspective. I do think that this character is on the spectrum. A million percent. Like, I think that he is on sure. the, the autism spectrum. I think that was the way his his character was meant to be, which I think gives him definitely, um, more, it makes him more interesting to me. But with that being said, I don't know. I have zero development of how he got here. Like, <laughs> why he is this way? There's you no know? backstory at all. You know, you know, you know zero. It, it, one of the things that I realized while I was watching the movie, I'm like, there's a couple times in my notes, and I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, I'm watch, I'm listening, to, I'm watching the movie, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a tonal shift in the music. Like, all of a sudden, the music moves from like this, like, like 40s and like 50s, like, jazz, from, like no, noir thing, yeah. kind of yep. noir kind of feel to it. All of a sudden, to like, I'm to listening droning. to. Yeah, to droning like Hitchcock, like Vertigo music. Now, granted, of course, Bernard Herrmann was the you know composer of the movie. I think it was the last movie he did before he yeah. passed away. Yes, but but like it was it, it's it's constant. Like whenever he's around the women, like Sybil Shepherd, when he's with Sybil Shepherd, you hear the music, the the the, the femme fatale, like forties noir, like detective kind of thing it's like it's like it's kind of like his mind is going to the place that he's gonna be her hero and that he's gonna be there for her as a man should be for a woman and then when she leaves the picture it's like he's like unhinged up until he meets Jodie Foster and he sees oh I'm gonna save her and then you have the music again because every other scene with him, you have that really like Hitchcockian, like vertigo, like psycho yeah. music style. And then when he's with Jodie Foster, it bumps back to that femme fatale, noir kind of noir kind of music. And then when he goes into his, because there's a couple montages, <laughs> they do a couple yeah. montages, like random, like, like yeah. random training montages. And then it goes back to that weird kind of like you said the, the droning music and it's it's it was slightly for me it was kind of like uncomfortable which like maybe it was on purpose because Scorsese's yeah. that kind of director where he wants mm -hmm. to make you feel uncomfortable and the cool thing about this movie is that Scorsese I guess because I don't know maybe it was 
the budget, but Scorsese didn't really use a lot of music that was because he's always big in rock and roll music and getting the rights for music. But this movie doesn't have any do, of that. Do you guys know how much money he spent on this film? I looked that up too. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I didn't look it I up. I think go it ahead. was one point eight or one point nine million dollars, and the it budget? made yeah, and it made like twenty nine million in the first weekend or something like that. Yeah, and one point three. One point three. Yeah, yeah, one point three million dollars. So. Yeah, they made he made almost, you know, 20 times more than what the budget was. So people really liked this back then. But maybe because yeah. we're in a different time now or there I have different I don't really understand cuz I remember thinking like taxi drivers Scorsese, <laughs> this is the shit. And now I'm watching and I'm like this is not what this I just remember. Shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Well, it's just shit. Well, not the so shit. This is this is going to be the 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 hour of of unpopular opinions because man, I watched this movie. Okay, maybe because like (laughs) uh, oh, now uh, you heard what I said about WandaVision and fucking old shit, which I'm okay with old shit, but I guess old shit doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't resonate with from my time period. I don't know. I watched this movie and and I watched it and I'm like, man, this reminds me of other stuff. And (laughs) I've liked other things from the '70s. And I started looking at my own little kind of research into it and part of that whole like vigilante era of 70s films and all of that. But you know what? I love The Warriors. Totally different film. But that's also oh, in the 70s. Such a great that movie. That was also a very, very grimy, you know, New York City. New York City, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. I watch these movies, though. And Warriors is the same thing. But you watch this movie, I'm like, New York City's really, really crappy. Like, it's disgusting. Like, I feel like, like I watch that and like I'm feeling dirty and grimy watching it. Like, it's like, it is not... <laughs> In good shape, which maybe not, it, that's just because, like, my own my personal light road of experience is after it's already been, you know, is in the post 90s, post Giuliani like, area. Yeah, the whole like cleaned up or whatever Disney World aspect, they yeah. call it. Yeah. And so I don't have the peep shows in Times Square anymore, but like, <laughs> it's just, it, it's, I don't know, it, it does not, that movie, okay, all right. I, I, I was, okay, I, 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 I watched Scorsese now. <laughs> And I watch his movies, and it's mostly mobster stuff that I think of or organized so, crime stuff. Okay, okay, but, okay. Well, but, 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 but before we go into that, no, no, what's no. your favorite Scorsese movie? Casino. Not Eric? a bad choice. Oh, man, that's so hard for me. Bro. Well, choose or, one. Or, or, choose the, one. or The choose Departed. One. The Departed I also enjoyed a lot. Choose one. Um, They're all good, but choose one. It's probably, this is probably going to, it's probably Silence or Goodfellas, one of the two. And Derek, and they're two totally different films. Yes, very. I haven't, I haven't seen Silence. I've always wanted to, and I haven't seen. I heard it's really good. Good, Derek. What about you? Oh God, dude, I, I don't even know. I'm always, I'm always, I'm always partial to Goodfellas. I think Goodfellas. It's got to be Goodfellas. I'm gonna be, yeah, because the more I think about it, like it's his more. I think it's his his most perfect movie. It is great, man. It's a fantastic film. It's probably. But Goody, go ahead. Casino's amazing, though, Goody. Yeah. Well, and, and, and but that's that's what I'm getting to. This, the, the point I was actually kind of driving towards is that that those are in that time period where he has that editor working for him, and he's been there. And it's very deep in his craft. So it makes me wonder: Is Taxi Driver the pure Scorsese, and those later films are her going, "Oh, Marty, no, rein that shit in." Like, no, 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 no. Yes. I'm gonna cleanly shut up yes. for you because that's bullshit that you have yes. right now. But does it make yeah. sense? Oh. The tone has shifted. What are you even doing? Okay, like, so I wonder so, how much of that is. You know, here's here's something that I want to kind of talk about real quick, and, and and this might be something for Eric, but I don't know if you guys noticed this. And this is something I noticed in the movie, and I was like, "What the fuck was that?" And I had to watch it like three times. I was like, "That really happened." So, 
Let's go to the. It's, it's, it's on next, film. Yeah, it did happen. No, 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 no. But I don't know I'm if you excited. noticed it. I don't know if this the replay. I don't, know if you know, I don't know if you noticed it. So okay, so I'm watching the movie, and the movie's a slow burn. It's a very yeah, it slow is. burn. Agreed. I mean, it was intense. I was watching the movie. I thought it was, I was a like, death wish. Oh. It was. Oh god. No, it was close. No, no it wasn't. But it I was good. That I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. No, be honest no, with you. I I prefer the Kevin Bacon death wish to the Charles Bronson. I'll tell you that right now, though. But anyways, anyways, so I'm watching the movie and there's a scene at the end of the movie when he's when Civil Shepherd gets into his cab. Yeah. And you hear the music again. You hear the music. It's that femme fatale. And he's like, you think, oh, after all this shit that's happened, he's like, he's kind of made enough. He's had an epiphany, you know. And then as soon as she gets out of his cab, he's driving. And all of a sudden, there's a weird manic scene with the with the mirror where he sees himself and then he moves the mirror. Now, I don't know if Travis Bickle, in my mind, this is me inferring shit. I don't know if this is it, but I'm wondering if Travis Bickle's not really, because of all the things that's happened to him, either in Vietnam or in his life, or even in the, the last in six months of that movie, because I don't know how long the movie was as far as in the timeline, but I'm wondering if Travis Bickle, because he killed uh, a pimp, some Johns and that that weird dude who was managing the hotel. <laughs> I don't know. Which you know, like I don't know. Did he have to die? Well, he shot his hand off. He, and he stabbed hand. his other hand. Yes, yeah, I know yeah. that. Did he have? Did 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 weirdo hotel manager have to die? Maybe. Okay. I think he I was mean, just he being was, stupid. He was. I think after it, being in a hand shot, I would have left. Yeah. So that would be my. Like, like, I, like I, okay, I you win, sir. Yeah, that's another thing. Like the guy kept on fighting after he just blew his hand off. Like, bro, just give it up and leave. Like he's not trying to kill you. Like, let it go, man. Leave. (laughs) And so, and so, like, and so, like when when I when I saw that, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so I think this guy's moved on from being just kind of a crazy, weird, weird, a weird, like you said, somebody possibly on the spectrum to maybe moved on to himself to be a sociopath, where now he's gotten a taste of killing. And maybe he's moving himself on to be a predator of some kind. Whether or not that's a predator of, you know, well, like I mean, a vigilante. A vigilante? It, yeah, he, he'd have to be. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see I don't him going down so. the predator path because he's only trying to find ways to clean up the streets. Are you sure? Because he almost killed Palantine. That's right. Which also kind of puts, which is really, really weird because the guy, the guy is. All right, let's think about. Let's kind of break them down a little bit. So he is alienated. Give us re- that that yeah. film degree head, bro. That's yeah. what we need on the film. <laughs> so he's alienated. <laughs> he's alienated and rejected by his attempts at intimacy. That's what I notice in the film. Okay, so if you think about it, when he goes to the porn theater the first time, he wants to talk to his, you know, wants her name, and she's like, "Get out of my face," pretty much, which is true. In New York City, you don't talk to people. If you don't know them, you don't talk to them. That's just, and that's just not, it's New Jersey too. When I moved to Texas, it was a completely different experience for me. People don't talk to hey each y'all. other. Yeah, exactly. Hey people y'all. don't talk to each other here like they do. In, in, like nobody, nobody talks to each other in New York City it's, like they do here. It's the same way in Miami. So, my, my, my wife was, I had the hardest time with meeting the neighbors because she's like, we don't talk to fucking neighbors in Miami. I know, but you do here. You yeah, do here. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. them. You get to know them. So he's, and I think because of that, there is this weird, strange thing that he's an idealist, which is also kind of like a narcissist because he thinks that, you know, 
I'm a charming guy. They'll talk to me. So that's like an idealist. And also like, I'm a young, good looking guy that served in the war. People should like me. But he's also like a psychopath at the same time. And I think his narcissism leads to this part. And I don't know if I'm making sense to you guys right now, but this is what I'm like thinking. In the he's a psychopath. Yeah. And there's a part of him that thinks or that he is not that he thinks. I think there's a part of him that's inherently good or that he believes that he's inherently good, but it's delusional mm -hmm. at the same time yeah. because he just went, he was going to go assassinate a, a guy running for president, you know? And, and then he also went in there and he's, he's got a savior complex where I'm going to save this young girl from all these Johns. But then also too, like you straight up shot the hotel manager, which you might not have had to do that. You know, and you had like this strange bloodlust that you wanted to go in and kill people. That's my problem with this character. There's no rhyme or reason. It makes no sense. Like he goes to him, you know. Oh. Go ahead. And he says and he sends that letter to his parents about him working for the government. Yeah. And bro. I mean, it there's so many things with this movie that we're just like wondering, like, is this just some crazy, like weird descent into madness, like in yes. Joker? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, I mean, yes. I, I was getting like total Joker vibes from the movie. Also where with Bobby it, D. Also with Bobby D. Where you just you're just seeing this person just literally just absolutely fall apart and become just because of I guess you could say because of the seventies and aspect of where it's at in New York and how the how the the situation was in society at that point in New York. Um, it, I mean, because I dude, I'm like Goody said, like watch this movie. I like I felt. Absolutely dirty watching like I just yeah. it was I felt like I wanted to literally just take a shower in fucking acid because I wanted to get whatever <laughs> stink and filth was off of me or that I resonated with this motion picture because nothing bad it was just whatever Scorsese was trying to do I think he accomplished it in the sense that how we're feeling when we watch the movie because we're watching somebody who is quote unquote a hero but he's really not he's so, just yeah. somebody who's extremely delusional and paranoid is, lacks social understanding you know exactly. super racist you know it's complete well, yeah. complete a complete yeah. utter fucking chauvinist I mean yeah. he's just I mean and, and I can see why you had an understanding in college watching because I never watched it in college I always watched parts of it and I always heard it was just some fucking fantastic motion picture but but like watching this movie now i'm just like i'm like holy shit this movie is so crazy on so many levels if you watch it now because of where the society has changed in the last 40 50 years i guess i'm just curious why okay so when i watch this yes i got the same uh almost like a grimy feeling, right? But why is it different for this movie than it was in Joker? Because Joker's, Joker's a good film. Because <laughs> Joker's a good movie. <laughs> it was. Honestly, honestly, it was. Because I think, I think okay, so we have to think about where we're at in in society That's at this point. Question. Joker, Joker, it is a good question. Because I think in my opinion, this is me, and, I'm, and I don't have the pedigree of Eric. But in in my opinion, as far as the movies, this is just, your opinion is just as valid as mine, bro. You do because you have you actually have a degree. I have a degree in finance that I haven't used once in twenty years. So so there you go. But you're actually working your degree. I have not. I'm I'm in fucking sales. So, uh, but but what I'm saying is that with Joker, you have a motion picture that 
for all the purposes, we knew the motherfucker was nuts from the jump. We didn't really know Travis was crazy until probably halfway through the movie. We knew he was weird. We knew he was kind of like off kilter. He was just a strange you know, and we had a feeling that he was probably some Vietnam vet dealing with some shit because of the timeline, because it's 76 and Vietnam ended in what year? What, 73, 74? 73, 73. You know, so we're three years removed. This movie was probably filmed in 75, 74. And so it's not too far off from Vietnam. Well, well, not just to break in, I think we know what you know, fish. Uh-huh. You finish, no, no, you what finish. I'm saying, what I'm saying is that from that aspect, you're looking at Joker where we knew this guy's nuts. But with this guy, it's kind of like just you see him going and you see him start at a certain place and it just ends in batshit. Where we know Joker was batshit from the jump. You know, because we know the character, but we don't know Travis Bickle. We just know him as some weird fucking taxi guy. Yeah, they all that's so to that point, too, like Joker was developed in that story. Travis Bickle just exists in this universe that we're watching. Yeah. So because of that, like I need development, man. I need to know what led to this. Okay, yeah, you were in Vietnam. That's all I know. That's it. You know, that's all I know. About yeah, you. he didn't even he didn't even comment on having gone through a traumatic experience, yeah. right? There's because, no development. Yeah, yeah. I I, don't, I feel like so on that that tone or that note with the uh, rose tinted glasses. I feel like the first time I watched this, I wanted so badly to like it so that I could be cool because I was much younger <laughs> when I saw this movie. <laughs> Like I'm it's so a Thundercat. It's Goody. Hey, Eric, if you haven't heard, if you ever heard all of our episodes, Goody has a has something called you know the the, the Mandela effect. Well, on the on movies on the rocks, we call it the Thundercats effect, mm-hmm. where you thought Thundercats was amazing as a kid, but then you watch it now and you're so disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and and in the case with Thundercats, you're better off not watching it and just living yeah. in the nostalgia. But yes. having like when I saw this, I was like, oh, it's a film about like like. This, it's, it's Scorsese and, and anyone who knows films loves this movie. So I must love this movie. Right. And I watched it and I loved it then. And I was, I was slightly excited to watch it again. And then watching it this time, I was like, Oh no, I don't, I, I really, do I have to finish this? Do I have, I, don't, I really don't want, I don't <laughs> it was want so to hard. watch this anymore. It was a rough one, dude. It was a rough one. You know what? To, to your point, I, this actually encouraged me as, as you're talking, Derek, it reminded me to think of, Remember well, Evangelion? Like everyone yeah. talks about how great that is. Anime. Yes, that's so yes. hard for me. I I have never ever liked it, so I am like super unpopular opinion. I'm like, oh, and you this got is, you got like this, you got I'm like a, three DVDs from one day. When oh you're, when my god! <laughs> I was like, and, and I, I'm like, oh Evangelion. I'm watching. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is a this is a kind of movie that it's like, and I'll, I'll say it again. I will read at this point when we talk about our ratings at the end. This is a movie that is going to be have a low rating. But I feel like everyone has to watch it because you have to. You, you no. should. Derek's like, no. Derek's like, taxi cab can eat a dick. All right, that's what he <laughs> says. 
I think Derek's gonna send Martin Scorsese one of those eat a dick chocolates. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Right to his house. He goes, Martin Scorsese, I think you should eat a dick. Although if he wants to sponsor sucks. us, we totally accept his sponsorship. I love you, Martin Scorsese, and this movie is Derek like hates a 10. you, but he loves you also. No, yes. I mean, listen, man. <laughs> the, the, the thing about Martin Scorsese is like look at his catalog, man. Because we yeah. we are we are we are critiquing one of his films. I don't watch this movie and I'm like, wow, man, Martin Scorsese no. is a real piece of shit now. No, absolutely no. not. Like, no, I'm totally no, no, not at all. Yeah, not yeah, at like all. That. Like, he's got far more better movies than he has bad movies. And there are there are some Martin Scorsese movies that I don't love as much as the others. You know, and that's just it. But this one, same- I just distinctly remember thinking to myself, this movie was awesome. And I'm watching it now and I'm like, I don't know where I was in my psyche at that point to think that this you movie were, was you, awesome. You know where you were? You know where you were? You were, you were a 20-year-old, politically incorrect college yeah. student. Elitist. Watching- I was probably like a film elitist, elitist at that time. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> you, yeah, were, you, you, you were like there. I have to like this film because I want to be cool in the with the film. Exactly. Yeah. You were you were living you were living your best white privileged life. That's what you were doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, half half white privilege. Half, half white, white, half white. <laughs> so I you know, and, and and I thought so too. When I watched that movie, I'm like, oh, I have to, I'm supposed. I'm like, when you said, tell you, I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't seen this. I've seen parts of it. I'm gonna watch the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, why do people want to like have sex with this film all the time? And you know what it is. Yeah. It, 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 here's it, it's probably right. stuff that's happened with a lot of older movies we've watched. We've watched true is that for their time they are cutting edge. For their time they're a big deal. But like when you when you now you jump ahead, which is we're now almost at fifty years later. We're almost at fifty years for this movie yeah. being made, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. But like we've seen all of uh, uh, parts of it or things of it all this time, and we now have like the language. The words, like technical terms to describe things for it, which, like you were saying, maybe it's on the spectrum. They weren't yeah, using that terminology back then. Yep. Yep. It they wasn't like exist. that. Yeah. And so now we, we can use it. And if you're a filmmaker who's trying to put that in a film, you've got something to work with that can, you know, add it into the development or something, whereas it wasn't necessarily available in 1976. I see you. You want to say something, Bebel? Hold on. Anyway. <laughs> I'm waiting but, for you. That's why I want, but, I want to cut you off. But it's one of those like where I, I watch this movie and yes, it's a, it, it's a, you know what? Don't say yes. I just, I'm not like, oh, it's other. And you know what it is? I'm, I love Lucas and I even loved Willow. Right. But I watched THX 1138 and I'm like, it's not okay. Good. No, it it's isn't. not good. And it's, it's not good. It's not, it's not, it's not good. good. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I am I am almost forty years old. I'm okay with that. Saying it's not good, yeah. but I also get where it's like one of the earlier films. Like, like you know, the, Scorsese seventy six. He's made a few movies at that point, but I still don't think he's hit that stride. Or he doesn't have the editor that he has in a later film. That's like no, no Marty, rein that shit in, and yeah. he doesn't have that yeah. for this movie because you've got the montage. But it's not the same kind of montage when they're like blowing like gangster heads off or something, like, like in The Departed or something. It's not. And I think it's just, it's one of those movies. It's, um, no. No, it's a no. <laughs> so it's a it no. got you lost were, in when translation when, to me. It's, <laughs> it's, okay. It got, it's, a, it's an artifact of its time. And, yeah, and, yeah. and you, know, you, know, you, you know, but you know what's funny is that you have a movie like this, which has certain aspects of it that, it, like you said, it gets lost in this time. But then you have motion pictures, which, like Citizen Kane. Mm. I've seen Citizen Kane recently. For me, 
for me. Okay. And I thought <laughs> Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane for me was amazing now for the aspect of that. I, yeah, dude. I think, I think it was fucking unreal. I, I'm going to coin something else, something new. Something new. I'm gonna I call can't. when I, Derek. I can. When Derek disagrees with something, I'm gonna call it the T Swift effect because he was born '89 <laughs> at the same time as T Swift. Listen here, motherfucker. So, so you can I shove that shit me, right up me, your ass. For me, for me, for me, I mean, I think that like, like I thought Susan Kane even now was amazing. Amazing. I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. No. I. I and- Here's the thing, Tomas, like you're you're not wrong in what you're saying, but I don't think it to me I'm having a hard time. I had to study that movie. That's like the movie that when you go to film school, you gotta study it. Okay, that's part of it. And I understand why that film is so important to me or to young filmmakers or new filmmakers. It's very important. But as far as it translating to from back then to now, I'm having a no. hard time with it. Like it's I just, don't, it's just I for don't me, grasp it. Yeah. I guess for me, it, like for me, Citizen Kane, in the aspect of what Goody was talking maybe about, it's a, where is it, is it maybe the technical stuff is more so? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. I think, I think because I think I think that's yes. what it is. Is that is that technically Citizen yeah. Kane oh, is man, a amazing. much better motion picture, yeah. and 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 it was then done by driver. somebody who <laughs> than Taxi Driver, yeah. where you yes, had where you had where yeah. you had Orson Welles who really didn't have anything. At that point, where his biggest name claim to fame was narration of War of the Worlds over the radio, really, and he was what twenty five, yeah, something like that. You know, where you have Martin Scorsese, who is an auteur at this point already, and and the most and Taxi Driver just at that point, yeah, it was cool. But now you watch the movie, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why the hell uh, is this dude wanting to kill a presidential nominee? Is there any real reason, rhyme or reason for it? You know, and it's like, for me, and who, and takes, a, little, who, who takes on a first date to a porn? Th- like, why did he think anything. that was, why, where in the realm of possibility was he's like, first date, it, this girl I really into, let me take her to a porn theater. Well, was it, was it a documentary also? Cause it was like talking about the Masters and Johnson stuff. And I'm just like, no, it was a porn just, theater. I know it was a porn theater, yeah, but I was but like, was, he, the, the, he said the it was Masters and Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, she, girls walking up and she's like, this is a porn theater I'm walking into. Yeah, like, it's, I not know. Like, it's not like, it's not like, um, you know, awesome highbrow theater with shows art porn, house cinema, art horror cinema, <laughs> but like it shows porn on the weekends for extra buck. Like it's a porn theater yeah, yeah, and then yeah. maybe shows a random film in it. That's not porn. So she's like walking in here and like like there's like I guess tissue papers and lotion everywhere. I have no idea how those things work. But like <laughs> But the point is that like little baggies, little it, baggies, it, it, oh little god. baggies. Oh my god. <laughs> but the point is, in what world does this guy think, oh, I'm gonna take this girl I'm really into uh That's who's beautiful yeah. to porn movie? Like, I don't know, man. That's so, development. It needs development. Yeah. Yeah, you I agree. You need development, but that's also I'm like, maybe there's these this social understanding that he lacks, which is maybe the idea that I'm like, maybe he's on the spectrum, but back then that didn't exist. Okay. So now it does, you know? And, um, I think that, that that's what I'm talking about because no one, even like, even like the world's best sociopaths aren't going to take all that they're trying to woo to a porn theater, you know, or, or unless she's really into porn, you know, like otherwise he's not going to take them to a porn theater, you know? Because so, because in reality, they won't even give a fuck about what she wants. They really won't. Exactly. So, like, I, I, it, there's there's so many things. So, and I did a little more research too because I'm like, what is this 
what I, I, I like needed to have a better understanding of what was going on. So this film was written by Paul Schrader. Okay. Yeah. Oh God, I know and, that guy, dude. I yes, know. Yes. I know. And when I read Ugh. about like where he apparently, and this is the thing that's interesting about this. He was in a really low point in his life when he wrote this, apparently. And he had just like broken up with his wife Sounds and like his girlfriend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, let me write some shit right now, man. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. He wrote it. I'm going to fucking kill a pimp. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to fucking save some 12-year-old whore. (laughs) So he wrote it apparently in 10 days. Okay? And I believe that. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. That, that, that makes yeah. sense to me. That's <laughs> perfect. Also, yeah, yeah. Perfect and sense. He had, he, had, he had had, like, troubles with his wife and his girlfriend. And, like, they had all broken up with him. So he was in, like, a real sorrow, like, a real weird place. And it was based on this guy named Arthur Bremer, who apparently tried to kill Ronald Reagan. Or somebody, or some can, or some presidential candidate around that time. Yeah, and he paralyzed. Ooh. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't Reagan because I think the guy he shot he paralyzed. So yeah, that was, was in the eighties going... though. That was already yeah. in the eighties. No, I, yeah, Ronald Reagan was in the eighties. I'm sorry. I'm getting my. I'm a little sorry, man. I'm a little little, little tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> so, yeah, that's how it works on movies on so, the rocks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, this guy. I know that. I remember. I think it's. I need to do some back checking on myself because I'm a little loopy. Maybe now, but... maybe he was the dude who shot George Wall. Um, George Wallace, the uh, the ex uh, governor of Alabama. Is that if it's around 1972? It's is, probably, there, is he paralyzed? Yeah, yeah. And that's probably who it I is. I think so. Right? I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who it is. And I remember I was reading about that, and that's apparently he drew his idea from that guy. That's what he said. But I mean, I think that's a cool idea. But again, we have absolutely zero, zero development into how Travis Bickle became Travis Bickle. You know. And so, that's the problem. <laughs> you know, there, that's there's the problem. no there's no context, which is is part of why this movie is um, just not good. It's it's not good. Um, <laughs> and and you know, I, I'm I am normally the person who says that if a film has had a major impact on the industry and it is a must see. For anyone who enjoys cinema, that it is like an eight or a nine or above. And Scorsese is a name to be known. It is a name to be studied. But if you're going to start off and only give him one or two films, it's not this one. This is not mm. it. There no. are far better films he has done that are the one that you should see. If you only get to see one Scorsese, Scorsese film, it is not this one. I, I would say it's departed. There are other good answers. It's just not this one. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's a, it, you know, you know, like, like, so, so, just for, just for, just shits and giggles, you know, to talk about some of the aspects of this movie, you have people like, if you really want to see a good like seventies Scorsese like dirty grimy movie, I mean, Raging Bull. a better <laughs> Raging Bull, yeah. but a better movie for me, I think, which is one of his earlier ones, was Mean Streets. I thought Mean Streets was yeah. a fantastic movie, you know, and it's much more low key than this one. You know, and Harvey Keitel is amazing in it, and so is De Niro, a very young De Niro. I don't you know what I mean. I don't. Um, so, so th- there are um, there there are movies that have aged really well, um, and and there are really good movies that did not age very well. 
to no, be yeah. clear, there are great movies that didn't age well, or, or they're not tasteful in, in today's culture. Um, there were slurs in this movie I'd never heard before. <laughs> I had to look them up on incognito so that they don't go into my search history. I'm sitting here wondering what these things are. And I'm like, man, I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I was probably better not knowing that it was a thing. Go, go ahead and say one, dude. Say no, one. No, 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 not. no, no, no. Those should be lost in history. They're gone forever. Yeah, I, I'm hearing it, and I'm like, uh, what was he even talking? I'm like, context clues. I, Athena was talking about. Wait a second. That's not, that's my sound. Found. That's what my phone. That's what Google sounds like. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, uh, never would have guessed that. I don't know. No, like, no Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary was going crazy on your phone. There was there, Derek. Was no, like, it was like you you'd look up one of these terms, and it's like. It's a derogatory term for this, 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 this. And then you get to like the 12th potential definition and it's how he meant it because it was the only person of that ethnicity in the screen at that point. And you're like, how was that popular then? Is that things people said? Jeez. And it was just like a catch all term. Yeah, I wonder not- if it's a Northeastern thing. When we're offline, I'd like to know which ones you were struggling with because I definitely <laughs> understood every one of the slurs. Yeah, so did I. So did I because I've seen enough. I've seen enough gangster movies yeah. to know what he's talking about. So, so yeah, it's but, probably that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen a Bronx Tale, you hear a lot of them. Yeah, because uh, anyone who's listening in the context, the the term I had only ever heard in mobster or criminal style movies um, where, where, you know, there's, you know, people that are afraid of getting caught by the police. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had never heard it used in that context and I'm glad that it's not used that way anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no, there was a few, there's a few that was like, there was one that they were always was like, like the, the, uh, the, like the gangsters always used one in particular, which was crazy. And it was just, it, and I'm not going to say it, but it was just, it was wild that they would use that. And it was just, it's like in every gangster movie, they use the same one. And it's just kind of, it's nuts. But they, but he goes crazy in one, in one, one of his, um, internal monologues where he literally lists yep. like 20 yep. different names. He goes through every slur I've ever heard. Yeah. He I'm super, just like, super I'm racist. Like, what the fuck? So, okay. So, like, oh, so racist, so chauvinistic, but, so sexist. But, but, but it's sort of like, but I go back to the development of like, but why? Like, this guy, yeah. like, like where did he come from? Yes. Yeah, exactly. We're, like, we're, I don't mind that you're racist. Burned him. That makes your character somewhat interesting. Not saying that, like, I want you to be racist in real life. It's like, in a movie, if you're a racist character, okay, why? <laughs> so why here's, here's something guy? that, here's something that I, that I've, that I've gotten to understand. And, and, and it's funny because it's, it kind of talks about what we talked about earlier about separating the artist from the art. And, and and I'm not saying that Scorsese is racist by any means. I don't think he no, is. Yeah, I, don't I think, think he I think he has a high sense of self, and I guess I would too if I was him with what he's got going on, no. completely. But you know, he comes from a different time of you know growing up in the 50s and 40s and post war world World War II era. You know what I mean? And his movie, like his crew. You know what I mean? Like, which was himself, uh, Steven Spielberg, Brian De Palma, Lucas, 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 uh, all five of them. They're like, they're like a crew, like on their own. You know what I mean? And so their whole thing was their favorite movie. All of them all have said their favorite movie is The Searchers with John Wayne and Natalie Wood. Have you ever seen The Searchers? Mm -mm. No. Nope. 
the searchers is fucking crazy as a western because it's so fucking racist <laughs> it's it, it it destroys every aspect of native american life john wayne which we've all heard recently of some of his comments when he was alive but in this movie he destroys native american people all the time and, and there's like this movie's two and a half hours long. now it's, it's a gorgeous motion picture john houston is fucking amazing in this movie i mean he he it's an epic uh, by all means okay the movie like the time of the movie is like five years it's crazy the movie it's super long it's a great movie as far as if you watch it in cinematography wise and direction wise it's great but the characters the characters I don't like them at all. Like John Wayne's character is not likable. And you watch this movie and you're like, how? But then you wonder yourself like, as a kid, it's like Goody's Thundercats effect. They all love this movie growing up. When you watch it now through the life that we've lived in society and what we've dealt with in society and all that kind of stuff, you watch that movie, you're like, this is not my favorite movie. But This is that's, not a fantastic motion picture. That's the same reason why somebody can appreciate Citizen Kane even not being a no, film. No, Derek, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't buy it, Derek. Okay, some people can appreciate Citizen Kane, <laughs> even though it's not, you know, a modern film. It doesn't have a bunch of CG in it. There's not a bunch of fancy. I mean, well, there are some cool here's, camera here's elements. The, but... Here's the thing with Citizen Kane. No, Bevel. Here's the th- Derek hasn't finished. Go, Derek. No, no. But here's the thing. No, no, no. Dude, dude, I'm not kidding. All right, fine. Let Derek you, finish his stop, bro. Right, sorry, God. sorry Derek, Derek, finish your thought. <laughs> <laughs> My point being, there there are some things that that, that that film brings to the table that are still uh, worth you know taking note of and and admiring to some extent, right? But I, I don't fault them for enjoying Searchers, mind you. I've never seen it. Um, I, I I would fault them for maybe trying to recreate it in its you know most true form. Today, that would probably be a problem, but you know, like you, you have to. There, there is a, a healthy balance. I feel in um, understanding and admiring aspects of the past, but not reliving the same problems. Right, not reincarnating those same negative stereotypes. For example, so here's here's one thing that I think was is is lost on people who really haven't seen or anyone who hasn't really seen Citizen Kane is that. Difference between Citizen Kane and like Taxi Driver, in my opinion, is that Citizen Kane actually has major character development. Oh, that's true. Yeah. By the end of the movie, by the end of the movie, by the end of the movie, you fucking hate him. I mean, he is horrible because of what he's become at the end of by the end of the movie. Mm I mean, they don't sugarcoat it and they don't, you know, with 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 Taxi Driver, we're watching the movie and we want to root for him. But how, you know, during the movie, you're just like, I don't want to be anywhere near this. Yeah, dude. this guy progressively gets worse. Yeah. It's just like he's yeah. bad in the beginning, and then, by the and then yes. but you know, you know, as soon as he goes into uh, sitting at the diner with Wizard, who's another fucking dirtbag, you know, and then and then there's all this foreshadowing in the movie with with that guy, uh, the the other cabbie, where he goes, "Hey, killer!" He goes, you know, he gives him the gun thing, you know. There's all this foreshadowing in the movie that I was just like, that's not, you know, 
the future, telling me the future of what's happening because we already know what's going to happen at the end. But when the, the movie, we're seeing all these like guns pointing, people calling him killer and all this kind of stuff, you know. And I know if it's something to talk about, they know he's Vietnam or who knows. But but you know, it's just like but but of course we don't know anything about that. We just know he was in the Marines. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no explanation for it. It's just, dude. There's so many. It's just. I'm sorry. Can I feel I like I'm just like. Yeah, literally no, no, just no, no, taking I, absolute diarrhea no, on this no, moment. No, one, no, one moment, one moment, one moment. Fact check, oh, fact no. check. Oh, no. uh, George Wallace was 1972 assassination attempt, so you are correct by Arthur Bremer. Okay, thank you, Mr. Fact Check. That is, just so you know, Der- uh, Eric, if you haven't known, that's Mr. Fact Check. That's Mr. Okay, fact good. Check. Well, that's a good fact. <laughs> Sway up a little bit. I put it back it. in his box. <laughs> so I got off Arthur Bremer, but couldn't remember anything else after that. <laughs> no, you got it right though. Apparently, now this guy was like slavering in the background, like I said, no. just foam coming out of his, his mask. He's all good um, now. I do have a question for all three of you. Can you, any of you, name one character in this film that you liked? Ooh. That's tough. Maybe Art. Maybe Albert Brooks's character, Tom, because he's no, the he most was normal. such a pain in the ass. <laughs> he was. He was. You know what I mean? The answer to the question is no, Bebel. That's the right answer. Is <laughs> Possibly no. no. Maybe maybe the Secret Service guy with the camera. I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there <it> is. <laughs> but here's the. I wrote this down. In random, I want- random extra in the background. They had no lines. But I like that guy. Here's, here's, I like the cut of his jib. here's something that i wrote in my notes and this is super funny and i thought it honestly i i audibly laughed when i was watching the motion picture audibly did you you audibly did the spirits hear you i was like we call that a laugh out loud now i was like i was like ha 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 i audibly laughed (laughs) did you lol did you lol (laughs) yes anyways no so you know the scene in the movie where he goes to he finally you know travis grows a fucking bear and goes to talk to uh betsy if you look in the background and i was laughing in the most because i was saying he's talking to betsy in the background you just see albert brooks poke his head around the column and he's just there watching the whole thing yep. <laughs> just like i'm like i'm like what the fuck is that i'm How really glad that? you mentioned that because that's what makes me not like him okay that like i, <laughs> I distinctly remember that and that's what makes me not like him Okay, it's like I don't like him, but I like him. You know, no, like, mm. I just don't like him. I'm mad at him because, like, or, you, said, you know what? Derek, Derek's of, favorite character. With the movie of dirtbags are useless people. Like, I don't know. Yes, man. It's, seriously, it's no, no. You're right. You're right. I think Derek's favorite character, who he liked the most, was Martin Scorsese's character in the motion picture. <laughs> that was his favorite. <laughs> the angry husband. <laughs> angry I husband number was- one. Yeah, like why was that in the film? How did that progress the storyline at all? I don't, I don't like, know. I don't know. There's, he wanted a Hitchcock there, moment. There was so many scenes in that movie that was just like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything in the movie? Like everything with Wizard was so absurd. Didn't really, you know? And Wizard, and I, I love Peter Boyle. I love Peter Boyle. I mean, the great American treasure, national treasure, Peter Boyle. He's so amazing. But in this movie, he's God, he's so horrible. Like I don't want to be around him. Like you just wonder, like, is this how cabbies act in a diner in New York? Do they just you know and we don't understand half of them because they're either Russian or from like the Middle East, so we don't understand half of them what they say. So So, so to answer your question, Eric, because I don't think anybody really did. Um 
I did <laughs> was I did like uh, I did answer it. I did answer it by the way. I did he answer did. it. He liked, he I liked can Tom. I, can I, I like Tom. Can I answer? But you can go ahead, Derek. You can answer. So I I did like the was it Betsy that Sybil Shepherd paid played? Yeah. Yes, yeah, no, but I know you like sport. Sport was your favorite character. I <laughs> no. I liked Betsy as a character until the end when she's yeah. like, oh, you're hot stuff now and I want to yeah, try dude, and make another pass. I don't like this chick anymore, man. I was like, no, I know. You mean, yeah. you mean the guy who basically is a psychopath and he got away with it and now you want to like creep? Because like, he got like, notoriety? What? I wrote this down. I think it's like, I wrote down that she only likes the bad boys. That's what I wrote. She doesn't know she tra- that he tried to kill her boss, right? No. Nobody yeah, knows that. He doesn't. No. And he was able to disguise himself with a mohawk somehow. Yeah, yeah, he disguised himself with a mohawk, but he was literally wearing the same army shirt that he was wearing the day before. Yeah. Yeah, like, Secret Service guys were like, wait, isn't that the. Nah, it's not the same guy. No, because the other other guy didn't have as much blood on him, so it's a different guy. Oh, oh, speaking of blood, speaking of blood, did you guys notice the audible sound of blood draining in the movie? Yes. At the end when he's shooting up the place? Yeah. Yes. I don't remember if I noticed that. Yeah, I don't I, I didn't get that. Dude, if you watch the movie if you want to. I'm not sure you don't, don't don't go back. <laughs> no, no, don't do no, that. don't go back. No, but at the end of the movie, really the end of the movie with all the fucking bullet holes that everyone gets in this motion picture yeah. at the end, you know. But if you listen to everybody who gets shot, including including Travis, there's an audible sound of like blood, like draining, like water flowing. You hear it dripping on the floor, like clearly just flowing. I think I missed. And it's that. just it's. It's really unnerving. It's uncomfortable to hear because you're just like, you're like, oh, this is just, oh, fuck me. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. It's just, you just hear it. And then, of course, they have that slow scene where it's above everybody and the cops and they're all frozen. Yeah. I actually they just kind of done that. That was cool. That was, cool scene. Scene. That, yeah, yeah, that was actually that. really cool. And I was like, yeah. it's like, it's like, because they showed a lot of, there was a lot of slow mo in this movie, which was weird, which I hadn't expected. There was quite a bit of slow mo that they didn't, they, they showed. Yeah, and but it wasn't, it was it hard wasn't, to understand. It was hard to notice. It wasn't like John Woo slow mo, but no, like know, it, 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 was, was good. it was like there. they just slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take like extra frames. They didn't use a slow mo camera. They just like, spaced out the frames. Like, yeah, like they slowed, they, like, like one scene was like, why did they slow mo? Why did they slow mo Travis Bickle at the diner? Like, what was that all about? Like, what? Why? Because he's getting a piece of cake at the diner. They slow moed him paying. What is cake. that? Why did they give us the the shot in the diner of all of the like? I don't cabbies. know. No, no, the cabbies were there, and I guess they were uneasy with being in in a diner with a bunch of other like really spiffy dressed black guys. Like, they what, were pimps, what was bro. the point? What was the point? They're all pimps, dude. They're pointing out. You know, the pimps. They're, they're, there's this exactly they're pointing out Derek's the pimps because this is New York Derek's in the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Derek was born in nineteen eighty nine. He's too swift. All these well dressed, all these well dressed gentlemen, and the you cabbies know, are uncomfortable you know, with that. You know, okay. there's, there's there's a documentary you should watch, Derek. It's from oh, the no. it's from the nineties. <laughs> it's called Pimps Up Hose Down. Okay. I thought you were going to say Soul Plane. No, 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 no. No, it's called Pimps Up, Hose Down. It's from like '97. Oh, I 96. get it. I get it. I and, understand. And one of the great, one of the great people in that movie is, is, adorable, is 
there's, there's, a, there's a there's a pimp in that in that in that documentary, super famous. I, I forgot his name, but he had a phrase that was perfect, which was "green is for the money, and gold is for the honeys." Okay, so I get. I know what this this oh, trope well, is, oh, right? Oh, Where there's wait, pimps. Pimps are the guys that like they're the ones okay, that the pumps up. to pay. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> just just so you know, they run. They kind of like are, are they're, they're they're what you would call an they're independent managers. contractor. Yeah, you know they're you know they they they're managers <laughs> no, the of pimp, like yeah, you know the pimp owns a company and his hoes are the ten ninety nines that work for him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's kind of like it's kind of like 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 you know they're 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 they're, they're it's like a pyramid scheme almost okay. you know they're at the top so and they, so, have, to, they have to bring more holes with them can i tell so you yeah. yeah wait 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 Derek, well, one question one question so what's up with t-swift this week what's going on <laughs> i'm out that's it <laughs> i know what a pimp is i know what the trope is i understand that It had nothing to do with the conversation they were having. There was no context as to why there were a bunch of pimps in the diner, which is why I assumed that they were just well-dressed black guys, which could exist. (laughs) It's a thing. Okay. I don't understand why we assume that they were, because they weren't even talking about pimps. No, they were, bro. They were. Eric, 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 Eric. Okay, so. Oh my god. This is this is where this is where it, it, it behooves me to understand like Derek, do you understand where we're at as far as in the timeline of the United States at that point? I mean, this is New York in the 70s, which has already had a very very bad reputation. And the people that you see in this movie are literally the dregs of society. I mean, in yeah, every he aspect. was in the skid row of New York, man. Pretty much like just the, I mean, the the downtrodden, the worst of the worst. That's where I mean, he he's hitting. He's going to Fort Apache, the Bronx, to literally pick up people. I mean, he's going yeah. to the worst parts. And because they, they asked him in the beginning, "Will you go? Will you work nights? And will you go to places that you're not supposed to go to to pick up people?" And and he didn't give a shit. And that's the kind of thing that he's dealing with. Dude. And so you have these people who are around, and it's just like the whole thing is asking this movie where. You watch this movie, and you're like, I don't think this is a movie that really is just is very representative of the culture. It's like it's representative of the '70s in New York, which maybe that's the whole point. I think the whole point was Martin Scorsese. This is this is me. Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, like I haven't gone before, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I think Martin Scorsese did this movie like this on fucking purpose. I think he wanted to make a movie that literally showed the dregs of society. And he was just like, I'm going to fucking make a movie that's going to show all this shit. And you're going to see that the entire world is just going to eat it up and love it. Because it's like, oh, this is so artistic. Oh, my God. Scorsese is a fucking artur. He's amazing. He's been like, it's like the people like who like did paintings in the Renaissance of like, like, you know, the birth of Venus is like, oh, you're talking about the, 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 the reemergence and rebirth of humanity. He's like, no, I want to draw a fucking naked chick in a shell. That's what I wanted to do. Could I, could I interject? So Go ahead. that's okay. <laughs> so it's so funny that you said that because I also did a little more research. Okay. And I, I, re- yeah. I researched so nice with the research. A little bit more, just a little bit more. <laughs> do you know what 
do you know what Martin Scorsese and Paul Schrader said that this film was about? No. Did you guys? Okay. You know, you know what they said it was about? They said, they both said, they don't know. Both of them. <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's it. Both of them. That's it. Oh my God. That's the perfect way for us to go on to the ratings. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. We don't wait, no. know. That is amazing. No, no wait. I think we, we need to talk about Jodie Foster. No, no, we don't need to talk about that. that. No, no, no. Um, Derek, by the way, look, we cut you off and like kind of like I love took you, a Derek. huge steaming dump on you just now. But I like, love you, Derek. No, like, you just walk back and you want to bring this up. I'm going to walk okay, away yes. again. Okay, 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 no. okay. Well, but my other thing is this. Um, first of all, what you said about they don't know what, what it's about leads me to my next point, which, you know, oh, I hate this crap. Okay. <laughs> but because when filmmakers make that, I'm like, then whatever you say after that point or before. Ugh. Okay. So there's, there's, I also did a tiny bit of research and I saw that there's a debate. Did Travis Bickle die? At the at the brothel or whatever that the flop house or whatever I don't even know what they call it. I'm mean, flop house whatever, but did he die there? And then everything after that point, the epilogue, if you will, is all in his head because mm-hmm. that shot about them, you know, you know, pant going out and making all that 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 uh-huh. shot where they're like kind of rising to the sky. Some people say that that's a shot of he's died there because how could he possibly survive the wounds that he had? And then everything afterwards was just some kind of like his his thoughts, you know, the last flashes of his brain going off. Or he really survived. What do you guys think? Did he survive it? And that was all really happening? Or did he die? And that was just his fantasy as a crazy person being lauded as a hero. Eric, My first. opinion. Eric, go <laughs> first. Because you have a degree. You have a degree. I don't. So no, I just don't want to hear you talk anymore, Bevel. Talk to you, bro. <laughs> you know what, dude? <laughs> I'm... I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> go there, go there, go there, go there. Um, I, I do, I do not think it's. I think it, it's what they intended it to be. He survived and he made it. And the reason why I'm saying that is that Martin Scorsese is not that kind of filmmaker. That's why he's not the kind of guy that makes movies like that where there's, you know, there's some sort of twisted other, you know, realm. He's a straightforward filmmaker and he's damn good at it. So, and and I think that that's what. He was intended there. What we saw is what we were supposed to get. So I don't believe that. I think that's just the way to think about the film. Derek, what do you think? Oh, do I get to talk? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. So I think. I okay. Think anyway, there's... so I think that my my point is. I'm just. Kidding. Oh my god! I'm gonna throw up. Oh god! I am gonna mail oh, you a giant <laughs> steaming pile of shit. I'm gonna put it in the mail and send it to you. All right. Can you burn it? Can you burn it like a bag? Here's the thing. I have, I, have, I have two thoughts, both leading me to the same conclusion. I think that he survived um, for two reasons. One, um, I think Scorsese, in some part of his brain at this point in his career, wanted this to be a successful film. And if you kill everyone off and you have no one left to, 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 to cheer for – People just don't enjoy the movie. They don't give it a positive rating. And so the first people who go to see it are the only people who see it because they don't recommend it at all. Um, if you kill off everyone, then there's only a certain demographic, I think, that enjoys that. And so... Um, Eric. Eric's one of those. Eric's the guy. He's the one, right? <laughs> and the French. Yes, it's and so the French. Funny that you said that, and I do not want to... French Nouveau. 
yeah, I want to hear the rest of what you're saying, but I literally was laughing in my head because I'm like, if he killed, if they killed Bickle, I would have loved this movie way more than I did. I it would have liked- been better. It yeah, would yeah, have been better. Honestly, yeah. honestly, so I would have too because Goody knows that I'm, I'm pretty dark with that shit too. Sometimes. No, it's because asshole characters deserve to die, and so like that's what that's about. Well, if a shitty movie ends with everyone dying, then at least I get what I wanted because everyone was shitty and they all died. Now, but again, uh, they want you to root for the character because they give you these little glimmers of hope throughout the movie where you're like, I I might be able to stand behind this guy. Maybe he's not a total dipshit. And then he just shits all over that every time. Um, So that's the first reason. Scorsese wanted to be successful. He can't have Bickle die. Um, Second thing, um, we only have to go off of what the director's gave us in the final film, right? And so they didn't give us any indication that it was all a fantasy in his mind. They said, like, they were very clear about when he was having his inner monologue and kind of fantasizing about things, when it was reality and when it wasn't. And, you know, at the end, they were showing us things while he was talking about them. And then we saw him driving, having a conversation with Betsy again. And so if we can only go off of what they gave us from the film, he survived. So, and, and there's I, a, I don't know, I don't know what the thing is. There's a thing in film that um, you don't want to, to mislead the audience too many times because you will lose them and they, they won't care about the characters. They won't care about their development and the progression. And so if you deceive them at the very end that everything was a myth, for example, then yeah. or you know, there's no reason to follow through it. Yeah. Misdirection. You don't want to do that too much. Yeah. Exactly. So like, like for me, it's kind of like that whole replicant thing. If Harrison Ford is a replicant, I mean, with, with, in regards to Blade Runner, Blade Runner. I mean, the whole movie, they show his eyes flash in certain areas. I mean, and that's the whole thing of a replicant is like the eyes flash with light. Like when light hits it in a certain way, the eyes flash. And his eyes flash a couple times in the movie. So with this movie, I think he survived. I think, I think Scorsese does those weird shots where like, you know, the shot with them above where it was above, it wasn't that it's showing him having an out of body experience. I think it's just Scorsese showing this is a cool shot. And I'm going to do it because I think it's like a precursor to his famous Goodfellas walk through the kitchen scene. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's his, you know, Scorsese has this thing where he does that long tracking shot that Tarantino steals all the time. You know what I mean? And so like, I think that was just kind of like a, like the, uh, like the, the proto Scorsese long track, you know, where he just, sees this one shot, one all the way through, and you see everybody kind of going through the whole piece. And I think that's what that we're doing with what he was doing with Stack Texture was just showing that kind of like a crazy shot that no one had ever done before. And with with the scene, I mean it just and then, and of course with the scene in the beginning of the scene, it was the whole blood draining sound. Because the beginning of the scene you have that sound. You know, you have the blood draining out of Travis Bickle in his neck and his arm. And then of course you have the scene where the cops show up and they're all pointing guns at him. And it's just that scene. So I think he survived. And I think he has that conversation with, with Betsy. But I think then of course we talked about it before that the end where he has that scene where he moves that mirror, where he sees something in his reflection that he does not like. Well, uh, what do you think? Part of the reason why, why, why I asked, well, I think he survived. Um, and I, that, that was how I felt from the beginning. But I was like, man, I got to know because 
when it's like left all up in the air like that, I'm wondering, and this actually is another question when it comes to film and, 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 and books and, and just the kind of that, that, you know, the artistic medium, like I, I thought he survived. I looked at it that way. I didn't look at it like he was just imagining it. it wasn't some sort of like fever dream of his. And then when I looked up, apparently so does Scorsese and Schrader and De Niro. They believe the same thing. Like the filmmakers think, say, no, yeah, he survived. But then it becomes that question of if they say it, does that make it true? Or can you as the audience say, no, no, they made it. I don't care. Or if, yeah. the, if the makers say, no, he survived, he survived. And then that's too bad. Well, that's just art. I mean, you can yeah. do whatever you want with art, man. I mean, well, this is like, it, well, it I mean, to, even, it, even with, even with 2049, 2049, you had Harrison Ford saying, oh no, he wasn't a replicant. Even though he was in the movie in 2049, he's a replicant. But in the original Blade Runner, he Spoiler. says all the time, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, but he didn't you know, know like, he was. But, yeah, he didn't know he was. Well, and they would ask him. He's like, no, I'm not, he's not a well, And then, then it comes to the other question. And then what I, what I was thinking about was then it, going to deep dive about that. And then it didn't have to be that, that deep. But apparently, like they've talked about over the decades, you know, making a sequel to this. And like De Niro apparently had an idea for a sequel. Oh. And all that. Wait, 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 wait. And Schrader was always like, Putting like like no, we can't do that. And, they, and he says because like Travis Bickle survived this movie, but the guy's a total nutcase, nut nut job. He's going to try the same thing six months later, and he's going to die. Yeah, like he, he wouldn't have made no it way, long. He wouldn't have lived out the year being yeah, the way that he even. was. No, no, because I mean, I mean, he survived this literally by the skin of his sack. I mean, yeah. essentially, because he he shot so many people. He it was a he got shot in the neck. That's one. Well, he, he got. Sh- he kills a mob guy. Also, like, you, you know, there's not going to be some sort of retaliation. Like, I know, you know, it's like, insane. Like, this so guy was not going to not long for this world, even surviving this. Here, here's the thing. Um, just, just like Eric doesn't like uh, superhero movies. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. Everyone gets to be wrong sometimes. Today was Eric's day, right? <laughs> it's okay. You can think that he died. You can I'm think that there needs right to be a now. sequel. We all need to let this film be forgotten. Okay? <laughs> this movie, this movie, and this is like my own, when I, when I finish watching, I'm like, this is what it is, my own life. It's like relevance to me. This movie is like the Mona Lisa. Okay. In that, that is a work of art that people talk about how amazing and great it is. And I don't, fuck, see it. And I don't fucking get it. <laughs> like, like you it's can a very try to plain ex- looking chick. Yeah, you can, you can and, and like you can explain to me. And it's I've looked. Super small. And now, I've looked at, and it, this is like you know the Mona Lisa is not early Renaissance. It's late Renaissance. So all the techniques are in there. A lot of things have been refined, sophisticated over the decades and even century and a half up to that point. Blah blah blah. blah. But the point is, I look at the Mona Lisa and I'm like, no. and and people are going to go after me with this. Who knows? But I'm like, I don't. There is so much. There's so much more. There's Renaissance art that's so much better than that one Dude. work. Wait, don't let me finish. There's so much I'm, stuff I'm out there that's better than the Mona Lisa from the same time period. That's better what was being done in terms of technique. And I don't know why that one gets so much acclaim. And with this movie as well, there's so much else from that time period that you can pull that's better. And I'm like, why is this one that, that it needs why to be something else? Why is this the else? one you chose? Why is this, why is this the one that people love it? Yeah. And think it's like in the top, you know, important movies. Like I think it's in the top thirty most important films of all time. And I I'm know. like, really, my dude, my no, no, like, like, look, so, like, so, 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 so,
So the Mona Lisa, people say, is amazing. You know, and and I've and I I've never gone to go see it, but I honestly don't want to. I went to go on my honeymoon. I went to to the the Uffizi Gallery in 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 um in oh my god in God what's it? Jesus Christ in Italy. What's it called? Florence. Um, Florence. Versailles. Florence. Florence. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm two services in. Anyways, so yeah, so I went to the Uffizi Gallery in Florence, and they were in the middle of of speaking of which, they were in the middle of restoring the Birth of Venus. The Birth of Venus is an amazing portrait. It's huge. I mean, it's a huge canvas. It's like it's like eight feet by like fifteen feet. It's gigantic. It's a gigantic piece of work, and it's amazing. It's even in it, it, it was at half its restoration, and it was still amazing to even look at it. And I've seen the size of the Mona Lisa, and it's tiny as shit. And I'm not going to spend my time watching that. And there are motion pictures, like you said, there's motion pictures in the '70s that are much better. Like The Godfather in the mm. '70s is so mm. much better motion picture. Than this movie, Good like, point. like, like, even still, I mean, I don't know if was Apocalypse Now in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse Now is a much better picture, talking about even dealing with the aspect of descending into madness. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, they were doing it in the movie; they were descending into madness during the filming of the motion picture. I mean, fucking Martin Sheen had a heart attack in the movie, you know. So, so the movie, in my opinion, that movie, and I've seen the movie recently. And that movie, in my opinion, is much better than this movie. Now, Apocalypse Now has its issues. I ain't gonna lie; it has its issues. But as far as with a, as far as the aspect of the motion picture itself, it's a much better film dealing with the same kind of a little bit of the same kind of issues as far as madness is concerned than Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, in my opinion, I'm glad I watched they it. They maybe weren't even I- talking about that. They, they may not have been even aiming for like. Like, 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 uh, on the spectrum or, or societal issues, they might have just been trying to tell a story and just happened to capture true the reality of the world around them, you know. True, so, true. Then, so, so, that, so, on that, I was gonna say, with that, yeah, with that being said, in the conversation that we're having right now and all the things that we're picking apart, can we really think about it? Is it that bad of a movie then? Because think about the all conversation right, so here, so that so we're let's having go ahead. Right <laughs> So now, so now that we're having yes. this conversation, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. No, quiet. Okay, okay. quiet. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah. I'm yeah. With you. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and let's move into our reviews. So, Eric, since you are the most highbrow person here, <laughs> guys, you make me sound you know? snooty. No, I'm just, I'm with you guys, man. We're on the same level. You are snooty. <laughs> you are snooty. Why don't you go ahead and give us an, uh, your review of the motion picture? So yeah, and and that would include a rating of of you know whatever you think one to ten. Hi, <laughs> that's my daughter. <laughs> go ahead, uh, go ahead, Eric. One to ten, jeez. Uh, so how many how many dead pimps are you rating this motion picture? <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, dead pimps. Are you rating this motion picture? And your one to ten is like ten is perfect. Like a straight up person. Yeah, that like is a, good. Like you have to watch it for posterity. It's like yes, it's a must see. Like I think, I think if you watch this movie, you will live a much better lifetime. 
I'm gonna give it like a five point seven. I'm giving it like a five point seven. Yeah, dude. All right. At least, dude. You know what? You know what you should listen to. You should listen to our previous episode of In the Army. Now you will totally enjoy your life. (laughs) Well, that's a great movie. Don't watch that episode. (laughs) That's a great movie. I'll watch that before I watch. Oh, you don't want to watch it? It's not good. Oh man, I have. It's not a good time. I was ten, probably. Thundercats. Thundercats. (laughs) Thundercats. Thundercats. No, God, no. Right, well, so 5.7 from Eric. 5.7? Wow, it's so exact. Yeah. Yeah, it's 5.7. Well, I didn't want to give it a hard six. It is exactly <laughs> in the shithole, okay? Yeah. No, no. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now. I'm with him on that. I'll get, I was going to – 5.7 was a little generous in my opinion. I was giving it a five and a half. I didn't want to give it six. It should not be passing. Like it should not – well, 55, I guess, is technical. I don't know, man. No, F, F that, bro. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> This is a five, five and a half film. Yeah. It's and it's one of those where I, even for a while I was thinking maybe it's one of those where it sucks, but you should watch it. It's kind of like when you should read certain books because yeah, they suck, but they're important for the medium or for what they're trying to do and for that time period. No, there's better stuff out there to watch for that time period for the medium. So uh no, five and a half and um and this is being the top 30 films of AFI or whatever. AFI, someone else needs to be in someone. We need to, we need to do that. We need to go in there and say, AFI, we're going to rewrite your list because Get your damn. Shit together, guys. You know, it's funny. It's funny yeah. if you say that because there's that, there's that podcast called unspooled that has Paul, uh, Paul, Paul, I forgot his name. Anyways, but it's got, it's, it's got a, a girl. The the, the, Paul the Apostle? No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no, no it's, they, they, their first season. Are you sure it was a Saul? Paul McCartney? Yes, yes. Yes, Paul Simon. Paul no, Simon it, it, it has. <laughs> no, but the movie, but the, but the podcast. <laughs> but but no, but the first the first aspect of that show that podcast was the first they they went off the AFI hundred best movies ever, and they went through the whole hundred movies, and it was uh, for the two thousand seven list, the last list they had, and they had a field day on this movie and the lady the girl who was a the girl who's kind of like the one of them is a, is a movie critic she's a movie critic i forgot for hollywood reporter i think or vanity fair one of the two and she and and another person is actually a, a comedy a comedian slash comedy writer he writes he wrote uh the the whatever anyways uh the league he wrote he wrote the the league show and um on fx and they went through this movie and they were like what the fuck is this movie all about? Like they went nuts on this movie. She hates this movie. The girl, she hated because because the aspect that we've all talked about, like what the fuck are they doing in this movie? Like why did they make this movie? How did this movie even get made? But it was the seventies kind of thing. So though it, it's great, they go over that. And Goody's perfect case in point. This is a top thirty movie. She was like, I want this movie out of the top one hundred, a hundred percent. She was like, I do not want this movie in the top one hundred, but. For, so Derek, what is this movie called? So how many, how many, okay, Derek, dead presidential candidates did you rate this motion picture? Oh, how, how many, how rough. many skeezy hotel manager fingers were blown off for this? Movie? <laughs> so let me ask you, let me ask how you this before I get into my rating. Cabbies who were completely chauvinistic and talked about screwing uh, passengers when it never really happened. Did you rate this movie? So here's so, my question. I'm, I'm gonna look, how many child prostitutes did you rate this? <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Okay, <laughs> let me ask a question. Am I rating this inappropriate? <laughs> oh, oh no, that's beyond the pale. Sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Guys. 
Now we're me. too far. We're too that far. wasn't me. And I was going to say it, but I just didn't want to say it. But I'm so glad Goody did because I was like, why Why didn't I say it? It would have sounded uh, so much better. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> to the point. Um, am I rating this in relation to other Scorsese films? Does it get a bump because it's Scorsese? No. Just rate, rate, rate what you think, man. Okay. It doesn't get a yeah, bump. No, okay. don't take, take no, don't, Scorsese don't, out of don't it. Don't bump if it. I was giving What's wrong Scorsese, with you? Yeah, if I was giving Scorsese, I would have given it like a seven. If that, if I'm yeah. adding Scorsese in there, oh, that's and way that's more a generous. Very generous sort. That's a very generous yeah. sort. I'm I was saying, I was thinking, if 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 this, if Scorsese and the name has anything to do with it, then it might make it to a six for me. Um, but being that we're not considering that, I'm going to give it a five point two. It is. It's. It's a. It's. It's well. It's well made. It is a film. It is. It is watchable. It. It was released properly. Um, good good actors and actresses involved and and there is a story to be told although pretty poorly um yeah that's 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 where i'm at i'm gonna say 5.2 um not not worth your time anyone who didn't watch it for this episode just just glaze over that go and watch another scorsese film pick pick one yeah you'll probably be okay yeah yeah no so for me i give it okay i give it uh, a hard five deadpan Sybil Shepherd in porno theaters looks. What? That's what I give it. Just a five? Just a five. Honestly, it's just a solid five because here's the thing, man. I thought it was good, but it just didn't get there. You know what I mean? Like it was like there were certain aspects of the movie. It was just like if, if you're giving it a five, you didn't think it was good. It was it was okay. It's average in my book. No, five you know is not average. Anything under a six is bad. Five is average. No. I think five is, five is half. So it's seven average. is average. No, bro, it's not bad. A six, seven. No, no, six, really. Yeah. Actually, they've, they've, okay. scientific, well, then, they've yeah, scientifically proven this that like once a scale goes to ten, the average score tends to be about seven. Really? Okay. Like, people well, don't then, like then, to yes, give lower than you know that what? for whatever reason. I've, I've always thought that average was the middle, but in that case, no, this movie was a piece of shit. I want to shit all over it. I literally want to sit on top of it and just literally flush it down the fucking toilet. I was trying to be nice. You didn't do a good deal. job. You didn't do but a good here's, job. But here's the nice. fucking deal. Yeah, this is the movie I picked. I get it. But it wasn't as bad as In the Army Now. Because In the Army Now is literal. <laughs> is literally. No. I, 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 I need to I, watch I, I almost, that again, man. In the Army Now is a better movie than Taxi Driver. Actually, I'll be oh, honest. I, I actually enjoyed In the Army Now than, uh, than Taxi yeah. Driver. That's two to one, sir. <laughs> because because and here's to, why. You guys because just told me not to watch it again. Like, don't, no, it's no, not good. Don't, don't watch, watch it. it. It's better don't than watch. Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. We gave it a one. We because gave it a one. For, for, for what it is. No one's going, yeah, you know what? In the top 100 AFI of Holly all Shore time. Holly Shore is amazing. Yeah, he's, you know, and in the army now is in that list. But people are like, oh my God, taxi driver. And they start touching themselves. But like, <laughs> you're like, I don't get it, man. Like you get, in the army now, it's Polly Shore vehicle with uh, other people. I can't remember their names. Andy, and, Dick, Andy, Dick. Andy Dick. But like. David Allen Greer. People. Yeah. But the thing is that you watch that, but it is what it is for for what, for the for the purpose that it is. But like taxi driver has all of this build up around it mythos all this mythos and you're like nah man nope 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 you know because if i want to watch some crazy ass person i watch joker exactly (laughs) it's a better movie do it no question it's a better movie movie. i mean no question about it in that sense did you give us a rating oh you did yeah i did 
I did. I gave it five dead hookers. Anyway, so in that sense, what, <laughs> no, in that sense, uh, Derek, uh, just to give you some time, Eric, I don't know if Derek actually explained to you, we actually talk about what we call our top shelf because, you know, it's funny. We do a lot of wordplay here because we're dealing with alcohol. So it's okay. top shelf alcohol. <laughs> we're doing so, thanks, thanks for explaining. Derek. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 are we drinking? I'm, I'm mansplaining to you. Uh, so, Derek, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us our, your top shelf for this week? It's probably going to be some some real, like, obscure anime TV show that no one's ever heard of. Oh, gosh, dude. Um, <laughs> I love you. Because I watched the show you give us, by the way. So, you Everything never you explained watch. really what the top shelf was. <laughs> so just, what, oh. Yeah, you didn't at all. You just basically, <laughs> it's whatever you're, like, into, uh, something you really like at that or point, you're enjoying at, that point. at this point, from at any media, moment. whether movies, oh, TV cool. shows, okay. whatever you're like. Video games, books, yeah. whatever, like, anything. Yeah. You're like, oh, anything, I'm really into it right now. Go for it, dude. Just, 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 just shoot mine. I can give you mine. Just right shoot now. you. Okay, go, Goody. Go ahead and give us your shoot. Shoot your load, Goody. Oh God, so bad. Well, anyway, at this at this point, it's now not even top shelf so much as another, yet another Everest of mine. I am working really hard to finish off God. my video game Assassin's oh Creed Odyssey. God. Still oh on that. I, I, I started I at the beginning of the season. I swear to God. I, I have not even a season, but I have already cracked 100 hours on that. Um, oh, God. You're and, completionist. I, I can't no, deal with you completionist. Not even, look, I'm not even completionist because uh, I gave up the side stories. So I, I, uh, all the side quests. And so I basically got through the main quest, just finished it. To, the last couple of days, I finished the first DLC of it. And now I'm on to the last, the second DLC, which is the last one. And then I'll be done. So I got another maybe. Maybe ten or twenty hours. I don't know, man. I just want to be you're, done with it. And you say you're what not is, a completionist, Goody? Goody, I'm, don't oh, fucking lie, bro. You are so I'm a completionist. D- I'm not. You're you're playing the DLCs. How can you not be a completionist? Because even because in the the regular base game, they have all the side quests. I didn't finish all that. They're on my map. I don't I'm, buy like, it. I'm ignoring that. Crap. I don't buy it. I don't no, buy it. At this point, it's just me trying to finish it because I paid for all that. So I want to finish <laughs> off the things I paid for. Bro, oh, shut up. Shit. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's not my top shelf. It's my current Everest. That's what that is. Okay. So it could be argued you paid for the game and all that it comes with. I'm not going to finish all the side quests. Derek, don't you say that. I'm not going to do it. I want to know where the story you goes. To. I want to I'll, live vicariously through I'll, you I'll, and finish I'll, every I'll, bit of it. I'm not going to because no. He's going to, Derek. I'm, Derek, not, I'm Derek. not going to. I'm not going to. I lived with Goody. I lived Yo, with Goody. He's no. going to do it. No, I can't because they, and also the game randomly generates like missions to like, pop up every so often. So you, you can never actually finish it if you do that. You're but the po- do it. No, eat a dick. And also, <laughs> I'm also just going to finish it so I can finally, uh, at some point, grab Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then we'll go from there. All right, go ahead. I'm he, done. He's, he's going to do it, Derek. I'm not going to do it. Will. I'm not going to do it. He's, I don't buy it. Derek, what are you, what's your top shelf, brother? Okay, so um, I realized when I looked at my top shelf that there are um, – there are shows that I dearly love that I've never even brought up yet. And, and they're not, they're not necessarily current. They, they may not have a current episode coming in the nearest future. Right. And like, these are shows that I think everyone needs to have seen. So, um, that being said, Robotech, no <laughs> battleship Yamato. <laughs> no. Um, so Quantum Vampire Leap. Hunter D. Quantum Leap. 
Oh, quantum. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh God. I, I, hate, I hate quantum leap so much. I love, oh my I love God. Scott Bakula. You're Dude, a monster, so Derek. You're a monster. Eggplant emoji. Yeah, it was so good emoji. when you were seven. It was so good. It's a childhood trauma, okay? My mother made me watch that shit with her. So I, mean, you I hated that Stock- show. You should be literally... Dean Stockwell is a god. Yeah. <laughs> you should be, like, hovering her with love, the fact that she made yes. you watch that show, bro. I mean... It was that blue effect show. of jumping through time? The, 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 the best little lightning that, thing? Oh Iggy? My god. That little that, I wanted an Iggy so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Like and, and, he, and he hits it to make it work. Like it's perfect, and it's like it's like super tech for the eighties. Are, are you kidding? Sorry. And, and the best in that movie is in that show is when he says, "Steps through the quantum leap generator and, and vanished." <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Sam Beckett awoke to find a marriage that was not his own, driven by an unknown force, to, to change, change history for the better. Oh my god! I'm really glad I met you guys. I'm not gonna lie. I know what you guys are putting on your top list. <laughs> All right, I'm Derek, watching go Quantum Leap. Forget Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm going to go through Sam Beckett's uh, his own Odyssey through time, banging his way through the time stream. Because holy shit, <laughs> he had sex with everyone. He did. He was. He was He's like he was Genghis Khan man. of his generation. He did. The first pen. He, he was a white Genghis Khan, just traveling <laughs> through time. <laughs> He's actually the original pandemic. I don't know if I can release this episode. I don't know what I can do. Uh, patient zero. I'm, I'm totally, oh my God. Oh, All right. I'm, Derek, go ahead. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead okay. Yeah, I'm just going to cut to the chase. My, my, my pick is Rick and Morty, dude. Rick and Morty is such a fucking good show. If you haven't seen it, if you just want some ridiculousness, some good animated, um, just good time, man. And and you don't even have to be into smoking weed. Just enjoy the show. It's a great, it is a great, great show. You can enjoy Guys, totally. Rick and, Rick and Morty sucks. Okay, let's just. Be oh, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's so ejecting. <laughs> I'm ejecting you right I'm now. Gonna, that show, I'm so happy you said that because that show literally blows my mind. I love watching it. I watch it almost every day. It's brilliant writing. I love your pick. It's an amazing, amazing show. <laughs> I love it's this such show. a ridiculous <laughs> show. It makes yeah. no yeah. sense. And they're, they're with the latest. With the latest season, I mean, they're starting to make more and more sense, right? They're starting to form an actual arc at this point. Yeah, no, there's what, definitely five seasons that. in now. But like, man, those first two it's seasons, you show. could just—it's great. It's a great show. Anyway, Very that's my pick. Come rivers, no. <laughs> no, it's come gutters, come gutters, come gutters. Yes, <laughs> come gutters. <laughs> Hi, I love you, Eric. I love you so amazing. No, no, the, the the best, I think, you know, in my opinion, when it comes to Rick and Morty, the best scene is that scene where they're like fighting all these things and they get an award like the Battle of Yavin and then they show up inside the ship and, it's like, oh! and they both break down. And he's just like, he's like, oh my God, I had no control over that whatsoever. Look at my hands. Look at my hands. No oh my control God. of that situation. <laughs> That's the, that's the most perfect scene yeah, in that whole a, show. Because, it's a great show. Oh my god, that show is amazing! Like this last season was just unbelievable. You know, it was nominated, right? The Good. acid bath episode was nominated for an Emmy, like as as like a, really? as like a uh, yeah, it was nominated for like a, a best motion like best that's, show like that's a awesome. or musical. I mean, the writing yeah, on that show is brilliant. 
No, I, I mean it probably won't, but the writing in the show is brilliant. And then I, I like the acid that episode is awesome. Every episode this season was great, but the the episode that really blew my mind was the the I think it's called the uh, like the never ending Rick story or so. I forget they always put Rick in the titles, but it's the one about the 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 continuity machine that they got put in. And the one with yes, the comeback. <laughs> like, yes, yes, that, that, that was It was like so pierced. my mind. Like, yeah. It's like Snowpiercer meets Groundhog Day. It was amazing. It's it was so fantastic. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, glad, is, I'm glad you're it, into that, Derek. Is it Rick Die Repeat? Rick Pete? Is it that episode? No, it's the one. It's called something, the never ending some story or something like that. I think it's in the, the latest season, which I think is four. Oh, Never Ricking Morty. Yeah, Season that one. Four yeah, episode six. It's That's just the so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's just Where very, very. Smart. He's got mad pecs and mad abs. It's amazing. Yep, yep. It's fantastic. It's good, so good great. Like, it's a good show. All right, that's a good pick. And what about you, Eric? Do you got one, dude? Um, Anything, man? Just bring I, it up. I think honestly, like I don't right now. I, I think if I if I'm gonna base it on like what I'm watching and what I'm into, and I've gotten to the point where I'm watching shows that are. Um, that are like older because I've watched everything on Netflix at this point with quarantine. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that I, I had never watched it till a couple, uh, probably like a week ago and I brewed through three seasons and I'm generally enjoying it is weeds. The show weeds is, is, is fantastic. You know, I really, really like it. It's funny. It's totally unbelievable. Some of the stuff that goes on in it, but like the fact that it's so unbelievable makes it funny. So I'm like a big fan of weeds right now, and uh, I'm I want to say that that's like that's my top shelf at the moment. I'm I like I said I'm midway through season three, digging it. Good stuff. It's <clears throat> awesome, dude. I've always heard that's a really good show, and I haven't really sat down to watch it, but I've always mm. heard it's a really good show. Yep, never watched it till this because I literally ran out of everything to watch. So I was like, you know, everybody told me to watch it. I'm gonna give it a shot. And I literally in a week have watched three seasons, so it's it's uh, it's good stuff, man. I would I would give it a shot. It is far fetched, but I think they ironically do that, so it's done on purpose. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, check it out. Right, cool, well, yeah. Like for my top shelf, I'm gonna do a, a movie I just literally saw yesterday, and I finished it off today. Was um, the gentleman with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Yes. And uh, and uh, Colin Farrell and Charlie Hunnam and Michelle Dockery. I mean, the movie is so good, and I love Guy Ritchie. He's I, I've loved every single Guy Ritchie movie, even the Excalibur movie, the Arthur movie he made, which was I thought was really good, actually. And 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 it, I, I think anything that for me, I'm just into Guy Ritchie 100. The way he directs is just so fantastic, and it, the way he jump cuts and his 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 the way he just does. Everything is it's amazing, specifically and and the way he does. I don't care what anybody says, but every single one of his gangster fix. I mean, he's the perfect gangster director. He can make any gangster movie look good. I mean, Rock and Roller was an amazing pick movie. The the movie with even the movie with Jason Statham, where Jason Statham isn't the best actor, but he did a great movie with him and Jeremy Piven was in it was great. And this movie was fantastic, especially with the coolness of Matthew McConaughey and just like Charlie Hunnam just kind of like grounded everybody. And it was oh such a good movie. And I love the aspect of Guy Ritchie handling like like slang, like British down and dirty like gangster like vocabulary is fucking so brilliant 
I mean, he knows. I mean, I don't live in England. I don't know how people live in England. I don't know how it is. Well, they, they generally like, it's like with air and stuff. And there's like above ground and their apartments <laughs> and stuff. And like, they have, a, they, do. they have the tube to subway <laughs> in London. I'm wondering so. if it was like. like, like no, they also, they breathe in oxygen and let out carbon dioxide the same way they do it here. Oh, it's amazing. Way? That's so amazing. I thought it was like the you know like the people in Narnia. I thought it was like goat people. And I think they breathe air I, and, and exhale. And I thought they it was also breathe. breathe. They yeah, also yeah, breathe in Narnia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Narnia, I thought it was hilarious that the the the, the Russian dude who gets killed because he falls by accident out of a window. His name was Aslan. Like. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, who, who, which Russian person names their child Aslan? Like, that, that, a big, a big C.S. Lewis fan. Apparently, Dude. who's a Russian oligarch. Well, yeah, you know, obviously. Obvious, <laughs> you know. And, you know, and Colin Farrell in this movie was great in his, like, plaid jumpsuit, which was, I thought it was dude, it, there was so many great characters in this movie. I'm gonna watch just, this I, film, I, dude. I, You're talking it up. So I'm gonna go watch it and I'm gonna write you a strongly worded email if I'm gonna <laughs> Well and, and by the it way, when you, when you watch Matthew McConaughey, it's Matthew McConaughey being Matthew McConaughey in every single like I'm interview. It seems like it's like, yeah. can you just can you just be you? Like he's not being like passionate lawyer like in that John Grisham adaptation. Yeah. Lincoln lawyer, or the Lincoln lawyer. Yeah. yeah. No, he's like he he's being like uh, Matthew McConaughey in interviews and award show, like just being super suave and laid back, and like, all right, all right, everybody, like he's like, yeah. it's Matthew McConaughey in every Lincoln car commercial. Yep, I think <laughs> it's it's funny how you you philosophical, just you know, just being there. The way you describe this movie sounds exactly like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, which was a great. Movie to watch. It was. Which it when is, you describe, right? Which yeah. when you describe, snatch. when you describe, yeah, Lockstock, it's just like Snatch, and when you describe Snatch, it's, it's like just snatch. like the next one because all these movies are the same. <laughs> exactly, and they're all so good, and they're all so good. It's like, <laughs> yeah. why do you even do anything else, dude? I mean, it's like, it's like, I, I was like, like, why did you do Aladdin? Who the fuck cares, man? I want you to do. <laughs> I want you to go ahead and let me know and ask me that simple question. Do you like dogs? You like dogs? Like dogs. You like dogs? Like like dogs, like dogs. Oh yeah, yeah dogs. Yeah, I like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh, but all right, all right. So those are our top shelf. Uh, Derek, Derek has the indubitable. You know, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I don't think you're using one. the word right. I've been waiting. Yeah, that's not, that's not the right way. That's why. That's why I'm drinking. I'm only I'm on shit. this call to hear this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, okay. what are you? For our motion picture for the letter U. So uh, first, I'm going to preface this with whenever I was talking to Eric on the phone earlier this week, I was like, I don't know what comes after T. Q? Is it Q? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and my wife looks over at me and was like, no, it's not Q. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was being super nice because I was like, it's You're definitely right. not Q, I mean, but he'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, Derek did not survive kindergarten. I think we need to go take barely, it back, dude. Barely. Anyway. <laughs> For our You episode, I have a, mm, mm, this is such a good movie. I am so excited for you guys to see it. It's underrated. Any, I'm hyping it up because it deserves this much hype. You watch this movie, it is that good. It is not. It came out in 2018. It had a budget (laughs) of $5 million and it's upgrade. Upgrade. Oh, I love that movie. It's such a fucking good movie. 
I am excited for you guys to watch this. Directed by Leah Lee Winnell. Yeah, he directed Saw. Oh, geez. Well, that actually shows now that I think about it. It is not a horror film. It is all action. It's uh, it's like, if I were to describe this movie, it is like Ghost in the Shell meets Jason Bourne. Eric's not buying it. Eric's not buying it. No, it's not that I'm not buying it. I'm just like really fucking mad that I got Taxi Driver on your guest show. And then you you come up with like Upgrade. And like there's so much more to talk about. I, I Have you seen it? Honestly, honestly, yes. And I don't oh. know why I watched it, but I'm glad I did. And I'm mad right now that I didn't get it's that. It's such one. a good <laughs> movie, right? Oh god! So, no, I'm not going to so, talk so, about so, it to ruin it for your viewers. Give me an idea. Give me an idea before we move on and close off the show. I mean, this movie was like I was thinking Taxi Driver, but then I also thought, huh, maybe I should do like True Romance. Nah, fuck it. I'll go Taxi Driver because I want us to be super, like, you know, all about, you know, being very cinematic. And I'm just like, fuck it. Next time, I'm just going to pick True Romance. Fuck that. Yeah, you should have. You should have. There were so many better <laughs> options than that. <laughs> and there's other T oh, movies that you could have picked that were really good, too. But, you know, man, I'm I glad I talked for three hours about Taken alone, okay? Yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm glad, no, but for real, I'm glad I watched it. It was awesome to come here and talk to you guys about movies. And I am mad that I didn't get upgrade, but I'll get over it. <laughs> but still, yeah. No, Taxi Driver you know is what? a good and, and to be honest with you, I know we usually have a quote, but the quotes that this fucking guy says in the movie, I'm not going to say on the nope, show. None of them. So we're going to go ahead and say, everybody, good night. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Bye. Peace.